Oh, yeah, I gotta send you something, don't I? Yes. All right, you hold your horses. No. <laughs> Brent, you do record on a horse every week. That's true. I forgot That's about true. that. That's uh-huh. true. Yeah. Uh, well, today I want to start with another. This isn't as good of a picture. It's as best as I could do. This was in bumper-to-bumper traffic in Houston. Um, and I just wanted to point out another great bumper sticker that I saw, uh, which is on the right of this car. And uh, if you zoom in over there, this is a car in front of me. I followed for miles, so I got to look at this awesome thing. And I, I thought it was so great. Do you get that picture yet? I did. It's it's a bit pixelated when it's, I try to zoom in. Okay, it's really hard to see. It's not it's not very uh, very big, but mm-hmm. it's the um, McCormick Spice logo. Okay, yeah. As a bumper sticker, and uh, I'm a big McCormick Spice fan. I like spices in general. I love cooking and stuff. So mm-hmm. Those I was are your, like, your favorite girls or Spice Girls? Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. McCormick Spice girls are the best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they had uh, Pixie. And Trixie. No, wait, those are, that's a hooker band I follow. <laughs> no, they had like uh, oregano mm-hmm. and uh, and dried basil. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they weren't as popular here, but they were really popular in England. Yeah. You know, almost mm-hmm. slipped into my accent there. Uh, yeah. Uh, but McCormick Spices, uh, as, a, as a bumper sticker, I just, I, I love this because it's Houston and I just thought, man, you can be anything you want to be. And you can put, uh, a spice logo on your car if you yes. if need be. Uh-huh. Like who does that? Who chose I, that? I don't know. Uh, I was trying to zoom in to see if it was some type of like you know how sometimes a logo will be repurposed to say something different than what you're used to or whatever. True. Yeah. Um like if you were to see like a, a Nike logo but they changed the the I to a U so it said nuke instead or whatever yeah. and it was like, "Oh god." This guy's a Benghazi fella. Anyway, <laughs> so I was think I was trying to see if it was like uh, an MC something, uh, yeah. like McNards or something like that. That's where my brain like, goes. Yeah, and I totally get that. But also, who would who would do that with this logo on a car? <laughs> like, who would ever expect that to be a fake logo mm-hmm. that you'd be like, oh, this is a I'm gonna put this on my car and everybody's gonna laugh. Yeah, because everybody knows the McCormick logo. <laughs> right, yeah. Which is that's the thing I was like, I love cooking, and I know that. But like, when most people would know that, mm-hmm. that that's what that logo was, you know. You know when you you get a new Apple, like either an iPhone or a uh, an iPad or whatever, mm-hmm. it will come with uh, maybe even the Apple TVs are like this. I think most everything they send, yeah, yeah, it has the the Apple sticker in there, mm-hmm. and I would see that on the the back of cars sometimes. But I'm like, I don't want to put this on anything. That's just like steal my shit. Yeah. I keep a computer in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all I see. What I see, yeah. So I put all of them on my car, but I turn them upside down. Oh, just yeah. Just as, you know, disrespect. But like oh, in my like brain, that. I'm like, no one will ever suspect this. And you then know? you get in your car and you play your Zune. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's only because my Windows phone is broken. <laughs> yeah. So many weird size tiles. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. I've never really done anything with those stickers. I do mm-hmm. like stickers. Um, and they're fun to receive. Mm-hmm. But with those... I'm a, I'm an Apple dude through and through. Uh, I'm an Apple bro, Same. you could say. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to like. I don't know. Like I'm not an Apple douche. I'm an Apple bro, mm-hmm. and so I don't like putting them on the car. It just seems weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like putting them on anything to be like, yeah, I got Apple products. I'm like, no, I just really like Apple products. I don't need mm-hmm. to like advertise it. Also, if you have it's just a me an, thing though. Any type of Apple product. Uh, spoilers. Um, Apple logo is already on there. 
uh, yeah. for everyone to see. <laughs> you, need to, yeah. you get to see it. That's right. It's, it's all every product they do. They, they make sure of that. No, I like to get clear cases on my phones. Um, oh, yeah. So you I, can see that stuff. Yeah. And then, like, I, I just like variety enough to where if I get tired of a design, I can always, like, put something in there to change it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a while back, whenever I got my care package from the Druid's hand, uh, Jambi like sent oh. that out to me. He, you know, I got my my shirt and everything. He sent a couple of stickers. And I was like, oh man, I really like these stickers, but I don't know. I don't want to stick them on anything because like, what if I get rid of whatever that object is, right? There I you don't, go. I don't want it to go away. So I finally realized, you know what? I can put the little TV sticker he sent me in my clear case, so it's right there. That's rad. Not, but it's not like sticking on there. Yeah. So whenever I change my phone, I can just move this over to my new my new phone essentially. Man, and you beat the sticker game. I, I beat the game. You get to you reuse it over and over again, bitches. Uh-uh, big sticker. Uh-uh. <laughs> you can't beat this fella. You can't. I love big sticker as well because that was like mm. an independently produced sticker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't get me. I'm not buying more of your crap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh boy, um, that's that's really cool though because that that uh, TV what it's like a monster eye or something like that. Yeah, it's like For, a, that, it was cool. It's like looking. when you watch TV, TV yeah. watches you. Oh bitch. man, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Love it. It's been like this for a while, and I keep meaning to send it to him. Uh, oh, but I was but you like, you can't take a photo of it because it's on the other side of your phone. That's the hard thing. And I'm like, yeah. well, I guess I got to take a selfie. But I'm like, so you do a yeah, mirror, that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is that's strange. <laughs> you should do like, like a mirror shot, but like your like heads way down below the, <laughs> the picture, like stay out of it. I'm gonna have to buy three hundred dollars worth of like camera equipment just right. to be able to a set this up. Of mirrors. Yeah. Oh wow. We um, can sell it as like an iPhone attachment. You know, you like a, a series of mirrors that can take a picture of the back of your phone. Hmm. I think that's what the Egyptians were trying to do. Uh-huh. And that's how they were like, well, how do we how do we light the inside of this pyramid? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I talked to Tom. He's got this he's working on his selfie game and he's got a series <laughs> of mirrors set up. Maybe we could just like borrow his technology yeah. and put that through there. And then the emperor was like, Yeah, just fucking kill Tom and take his shit. What? Mm-hmm. Is that how they operated back then? Yeah, they didn't really care. Um, I think the I think it's fair to say that uh, the people who freely use slaves to build these massive mm. pyramids probably not super nice about like you know uh, licensing technology oh, uh-huh. and, and patents and all that stuff. They're just gonna take what they want. They're just gonna just take kind what of they their want. mo at that yeah. point. Mm. Which is kind of why I'm glad that in Transformers Two. Uh, whatever the subtitle is, <laughs> that giant robot drags its balls across the pyramid. You oh, know? yeah. <clears throat> Let's just really like, give them their what for. Mm-hmm. That's American exceptionalism at its best, honestly. Absolutely. Uh, Cybertronian exceptionalism. Exceptionalism? I fucked up the word exce- exceptionalism <laughs> twice now. <laughs> A few different ways, yeah. Uh-huh. And that is the most uh, me thing I've ever done. I think you were throwing a lot of words together there, though. The Cybertronianism, mm-hmm. exceptionalism. Yep. Mm-hmm. You just get lost in the number of syllables going on there. It's a lot. It's a lot mm-hmm. to keep track of. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, like if that was a, a syllable spelling bee, uh, <laughs> yeah. it would be difficult. That would be a hard one to do. Mm-hmm. So, 100%. Yeah. I'm with you. There was a, a rule in in school oh, mm. that rhymed. Mm. I don't know why normally I would like that, but it really kind of bummed me out. <laughs> bummed me yeah, out. Maybe kind of it was because me out. it was related to school, but I, I know, right? There was a um, 
you know how like schools would have spelling bees, but you would like if you did well enough, you could go to like state or whatever. Yeah, legit. Um, <laughs> there's a time in a spelling bee, in I think it was in like seventh grade or whatever, and my communication skills teacher, which I'm <clears throat> almost 100% certain was a class that was put together because a teacher bought a camcorder and was like. How can I write this off <laughs> on my taxes? I'm going to start a class about it because Amazing. everything we did was videotaped and she would just like show us the videos afterward. And I was like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was there, those, yeah. but I, and you're really not pointing out any things that, that I could like do better or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just, you're just making know. me feel uncomfortable because uh-huh. you videotaped me. Yeah. And make me watch it again, and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. My presentation was awful. I don't need to see this, okay? Yeah, it's the the whole class was just straight up cringe. <laughs> yeah, if it were, if you were watching yourself, but if you were watching somebody else, you were just like rolling your eyes, laughing at your friends, or like, oh, this fucking guy, right? <laughs> it was weird. But um, there's a point where she was videotaping a spelling bee, and the rule was if you start off like whatever letter you verbally say, there's mm. no going back. You can't. Oh, yeah. And I, I, th- I think maybe that is a rule. But at a yeah. certain point, if you hit the wrong letter early enough on and there's no going back and there's no do overs <laughs> and you're a moment away from just being fully eliminated. In my brain, I was like, why not just crash and burn as hard as you can? Go for it. Yeah. And you're like trying to spell photosynthesis and you're like F uh, <laughs> U-C-K. <laughs> It's <laughs> like bomb hard, you know. <laughs> Throw up horns and then to be like, yeah, about <laughs> yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah, they're like you're disqualified. Which, I'm aware. I said F. God, yeah. I'm out yeah. of here. I like the idea of throwing up horns because, like, to the the person that's doing it, it's like, hell yeah, metal devil, fuck yeah. But like, also the school I went to, the mascot was the Loghorns, oh. so it does seem like like a weird amount. It would actually of, happen. Yeah, a weird amount of school pride. <laughs> but it was it was that's that amazing. way. Like, um, you know, the the devil horns are, are primarily like you you put your fingers straight up. But the longhorn thing is like you spread your your fingers wide. Oh, so okay. we would have these class assemblies or whatever, and the cheerleaders would be out there saying "hook 'em horns," and they'd be throwing up like essentially the the devil horns. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they wouldn't spread their fingers out, and I'm like, oh, they don't they not know this? I feel like this is like the first step in like cheering for the school. I didn't realize there was that much of a difference, uh, and mm-hmm. I wish people could see what you're doing because you really have a good spread. Mm-hmm. I've said yeah. that for years that that Brent spreads real well, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was like a, a distinction between the two myself. So, yeah. you know, we'll learn something new every day. There was a point in time where and this was like maybe a few years before I was getting ready to graduate high school that I was able to spread my fingers. My and this is my what my index finger and my pinky. Yeah. I'm able to spread them. That's apart. a good distance. Damn. Yeah. I'm able to spread them apart so far. That a stirrup company actually approached me wow. for sponsorship. Really? And it's like, yeah, they're like, spread them like Brent, you know? And I was <laughs> oh, like, oh man, you almost got spread them? Yeah. Oh, but, damn. Yeah. And then there was like, Mrs. Butterworth put out a similar, like, spread them, you know, uh, campaign. And it was uh-huh. just like, the whole thing went away. So, oh, I, man, I that was close. You're that close to stardom. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get the full stirrup taste that I was looking for. But, man. Yeah. Well, it's upsetting, but, you know, it's, it's it's nice to be appreciated and approached for for such a situation, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. they saw your value, 
and yeah. unfortunately it fell through but but man listen you still got that spread you know Don't, yeah they can't take that away from you they they can't take it away uh let the bastards try they can't yeah do it. Mm-hmm. damn straight yeah man i think that was just a beautiful story you know and i, I feel like it's like about like um uh cybertronian exceptionalism uh-huh you know that's the main takeaway is <laughs> in a way so uh-huh. i think i think on that note uh we're doing it i'm steven i'm brent and welcome let's talk about stuff where uh man <laughs> It's just been a it's been a morning, and we've really got off the rails, and I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. I feels it just feels good. Uh, for full disclosure, before Stephen and I started recording this oh. episode, we had so many hearty, hearty chuckles. Oh God, it was just so good. Joking back and forth on Skype before we even hit record. Yeah, and you missed it. You know what? It's just like snail trailing its way through this episode. <laughs> It'll come back. It'll yeah. come back swinging, baby. Oh boy, yeah, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. this should be a fun episode. Fun episode. Hell yeah, man! I'm excited for it. Uh, mm-hmm. We got Book of Boba Fett coming up mm-hmm. here in a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna chill and talk about a few other things first. But man, I'm excited to talk about that. So mm-hmm. we got to get to it fast. And normally, I would be disgusted to mm-hmm. discuss a book. Oh, I know. I would not. But I would we'll, not. We'll talk that. about that. Mm-hmm. Where is the book? You know, yeah. what is the book? This is true. There's a lot this of book talk book. today. We'll get into it. Oh my god, it's about. <laughs> I'm going to tap out. Is this a Barnes & Noble? Because we're about to have some book talk. <laughs> More like borders because we're about to shut this shit down. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Yeah. Well, first off, uh, there were a few things that I had watched this week and I wanted to mention. I think you might have a few as well yeah. before we get into the, uh, the Book of Boba Fett discussion. But uh, do you want to start us off today, sir? Me? Me? This is so unexpected. Yes. Um, okay. Okay, I want to start like this. This is mm-hmm. a thing I finished watching this morning. I had to watch it in chunks because... Stephen, I think I can officially say I just watched the worst thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> oh, life. Oh, I was so excited. <laughs> so I, uh, on Friday, I went to CBR, which is, uh, used to be Comic Book Resources. Now it's just abbreviated to those initials. Huh. And I, it's a, a website I frequent. And they had this um, this article that said uh, something about this uh, Cerebus movie is now available to stream. Do you know anything about the comic book property by Dave Sim called Cerebus? No, I don't think I've heard this at all. Uh, okay. So I'll try to be brief about this. But uh, it, it was a long-running comic book. It ran for 300 issues. Oh, wow. And since then, there have been some like little like offshoot comics from that. But Dave Sim, the creator, worked on the, the whole 300-issue project, right? And he, he wrote it. He illustrated it for the majority of it. Um, and nice. it, he illustrated the, the whole thing. But at a certain point, maybe uh, a third of the way or maybe halfway through, he picked up a, another artist named Gerard who did the background stuff so it okay. allowed him to focus on the story the the characters and the acting and whatnot i think he hand lettered the the comic as well uh dave sim man don't quote yeah. me on that that's but awesome it's a long-running comic it's like this massive epic thing <laughs> cerebus is a barbarian aardvark character wow yeah it, it was a i black did not and, expect that it was a black and white comic from the 80s so it's around the time of the ninja turtles there was a whole mm. uh black and white comic like independent comic boom back in that day um and i think the the tick was shortly thereafter as well oh cool yeah but 
Um, it started off as a quasi-parody of Marvel's Conan the Barbarian comics of the time. Mm. Eventually, like the story took on its own uh, shape and uh, turned to this whole thing about like sometimes it would delve into politics and religion and whatnot. Now, a certain point, uh, Dave Sim uh, Sims did, or is it Sim? S I M. I think no you were saying Sim, yeah, before. Well, you know it's me. I say kind I don't of whatever know. bullshit I say. Yeah. <laughs> don't trust it. <laughs> yeah. There's no exceptionalism here. But um, so he he did some like hard drugs at a certain point, And I think it messed up his brain chemistry because he became like a, this wild. He, he started out as an atheist. He eventually found religion. Interesting. And, which it, usually works the other way around. But regardless, you know, I, you know, people are on their own journeys. I'm not judging that. However, he did become like a massive misogynist later on. Damn. Yeah, which Come is... Come on, Billy. Yeah, it's, it sucks that it's troubling. Um, but uh, he did this 300-issue run of this comic, mm-hmm. and it took, like, a, a, a very, very long time because it, it takes forever to to make comics, and it, especially if it comes out monthly or bimonthly or whatever. So eventually he hit that goal, which is commendable in the, like, art perspective of itself. Sure. Uh, I've not read... I, I've read some, like, uh, maybe a couple of random issues, but I haven't r- sat down to, like, read the whole thing or whatever. But it is something I'd like to do. It's, like, on my bucket list or whatever. Um, even though it's, like, problematic at a certain point because his, like, weird views get into the comics or whatever. Oh. But, man, that sucks. What a weird turn. Yeah, but I'm such an old man set in my ways that I'm, like, I don't think I'm going to get anything from this barbarian aardvark comic. <laughs> That's going to change me from, like... Uh, not hating women like I, mm-hmm. you know I don't, I don't feel like that's just part of my dna so what if it um, did though you were like start, what a weird catalyst start, for that start, you know yeah start yelling at your wife and stuff and yeah. you're like she's like what caused this and you're like this black and white aardvark told me to <laughs> she's like brent is insane he wears a vest god damn it <laughs> but man so uh there, there's a i i've only heard of of cerebus from like um just knowing about comics and, and the history and the the general lore of it i haven't read it for myself mm-hmm. so i heard about this movie that that came out and it's available to stream i was like damn i feel like i'm pretty plugged into like comics and uh animation as well I, I, how did i miss this steven i'll tell you how <laughs> this movie fucking sucks on a level that i can't even it, it's hard to quantify to like paint a picture i feel like it <laughs> i'll say it's available to stream for free on tubi oh, and yeah. on plex which is where i watched it and if people are curious about it you can watch the first three minutes of this fucking thing uh-huh not even five three minutes and you will get the idea that oh this person doesn't know what the fuck they're doing <laughs> they have no fucking clue um, it is, uh, and I think this is like adapted from stories that take place like after it 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 stopped being like a, a parody comic into where it was like oh we we figured out a direction for for this character to go but before uh-huh. all the like misogyny and all that stuff so it's kind of somewhere in that realm but I think it was adapted from uh, a certain series where. Um, it, it, like some type of heist takes place, and I only know that because I read the description on CBR <laughs> again after watching the movie because I have no You're idea like, what the fuck is happening. 
is that what started it? Is you were on CBR? Because I, I was looking it up to find out. It is David Sim, like you said. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but and then and an article came up that there was an animated movie for it. So is that what spurred you to actually go watch this thing? Yeah, in the first place. Uh, otherwise, I didn't know what it was. And like the the image that's on the head of that article, it seems like it looks like a, a mm. CGI animated film. Yeah, but it's just like a freeze frame, right? So it, you can't see can't how really it moves, tell. and it just looks like, oh, okay, this is a thing. Like maybe, like certainly lower quality than like Disney or Pixar style animation, even like DreamWorks. But I was like, I didn't know how bad this was until I watched this fucking thing. <laughs> how long is this? It's like it's an like hour and ten movie? minutes. Okay, Ugh. so it's You're really committed, man. It, it was a lot, man. Like I, <laughs> I, I, again, I got three minutes into this, I was like, I should just fucking stop here. But I was like, I got to do it for the show. I got to do it. Yeah, for sure. I got to spread. Because like, if it's weird this far in, how weird does it get <laughs> later on? And I'll tell you, Stephen, there, there are problems with every aspect of this movie. The animation is like very glitchy. Um, the, the, the mouths don't move with the, the words of most of the characters. Nice. Like in, in this world, uh, Cerebus is the only anthropomorphic character. So he's hmm. like the only like animal in a world full of humans. Um, there's like some like, there's like a, a, a golem in the movie as well but it's you know it's like a magical mm-hmm. stone creature um but anyone who speaks outside of cerebus doesn't have their mouths move with the, the words they're speaking um the dialogue in the movie the, the acting is like serviceable but it's not really good but the movie itself isn't good so it's like hard right. to fault it for that you know i felt it's just <laughs> like they're just kind of doing what the movie is so yeah i don't know if these are actual voice actors like i don't recognize any names associated with this the the director the actors oh, the animation man. like none of this stuff but um the the voice acting on it is is, is just okay but the the audio levels at which the movie or the dialogue is played varies wildly sometimes it's like way up top to where it's like almost way too loud other times it's way below in the mix and half the time whenever someone is speaking there's no other noise music anything going on <laughs> but it's just like the volume is so low oh, on it it's, it's so perplexing but if there is music or um sound effects which are also very sparse it's it, sometimes it competes with the dialogue that's being spoken so you're like oh, i don't know what they were saying i don't know what any character's motivation is i don't know what the story is i don't know where any of this shit takes place the the backgrounds look mostly okay it looks kind of like a, a playstation one cutscene in a Ooh, way i can totally see that from some of the screen grabs i yeah, saw yeah yeah but um it's weird too because the 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 clothing that people wear and this takes place in like barbarian times so it was like kind of medieval aesthetics or whatever uh, so people are wearing robes. Um, Cerebus has a necklace that has these three circle pendants on it. And the necklace moves, but, like, it's every time his mouth moves, his <laughs> chain rumbles. So it's, like, it's too fluid or whatever. Man. It's insane. Like, if if your wife is wearing a necklace and you were talking to her and that her necklace moved the amount of time. You would think that, like, oh, shit, we have a, a possession of some sort. Yeah, right. We have to get rid of this She's a witch. Necklace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that was the goal, right? It goes to the misogyny, you know? Uh-huh. Bring that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All women are witches. We all know it. Honestly, only women can be witches, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, and therefore, all of them are. But you know what? Women can be wizards as well. We know this from Harry Potter, a franchise that has no problems with its creative... Oh uh, yeah, either director, either yeah. one you want to call yourself, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wizard, witch, mm-hmm. witchard, 
Richard. Richard. Yeah, Richard. <laughs> Richard Branson. Yeah, one of the the richest people on the planet. That's how he has all this technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually yeah a Richard. Yeah, his his company Virgin Galactic. They're going to space. It's yeah. insane. Um, it's, yeah, you can do that with a wand. Uh, but going back to the movie, um, yeah. one of the mm-hmm. things that cracked me up so hard was there's a, at a certain point you see this dragon and I'm like, oh, so he has to go like fight the dragon or whatever. And it seems like the dragon is going to be the protector of a thing he has to go steal or whatever, right? Because it's supposed to be a heist movie. But like the dragon is in the movie, but it's just like, doesn't really like do anything. There's a certain point where, a the, for that. where like one of the characters has the the dragon go take like a test flight because it's like a baby dragon or whatever and so the the dragon hops up on the the top of the little like castle thing and starts flapping its wings and you can hear the repeated sound effect of the dragon's wings flapping and then it's just like repeated over and over and it's you can tell there's no variance in that that flapping sound effect but what's funny is like it shows the dragon like flying you hear the sound effect and then it cuts to the people on the ground like running around poorly uh when you hear the the flapping then at a certain point it cuts back to the dragon the flapping sound effect stops even though it is currently flapping its wings and then it cuts to a close-up of the dragon it's literally the only thing that's on there the 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 sound effect just stops matter of fact i was able to as i was talking i was able to find the scene in question and i want to play it for you just so you have an idea of what awesome. this movie looks like Ready for your morning flight exercise soon. <laughs> this horse looking dragon. There's people on the ground. Running around. Oh my god. Dragon on screen flapping. Close up of the, the dragon. Air. No sound effect at all. Wild. <laughs> yeah. So Dude, that's that animation whole, that's is the awful. Whole movie the whole movie you stuck that out yes the whole movie is wow. that bad just seriously that bad in my head whenever it cut to like the villagers i was expecting to see like laura croft you know from like <laughs> ps1 era like yeah. they're like reusing actual ps1 era sprites uh-huh and stuff oh that would have been a plus up and i know right Could what's funny i was like oh so this was like used to be an animatic but then in my head i was like no an animatic tells a story it lays out <laughs> to you like how this works there's certain points where there's text on the screen but it's written in this like weird cursive it's probably based on like a font from the comic or whatever but it's not conducive to reading it as you're watching the movie there you go and it's like spaced out oddly throughout like the height of the screen and then sometimes it'll be written in like a a light colored font and then like the animation underneath it it like does a scene cut and the the background of the animation is bright enough to where you can't read it and it, it happens multiple times. Like, they don't oh, compensate man. for that. And it's almost supposed to be, like, a narrator in a way. But they could have just, like, paid somebody to, <laughs> no, like, narrate couldn't. it. Or, no, yeah, they could Yeah, <laughs> probably not. But I was just so wildly surprised that something like this exists. And, like, yeah. there were... I, I watched the credits, and I was like... I, I knew there was, like... It was clearly independently done. And the, the guy clearly also didn't have a whole lot of money but he was able to get something taken care of i don't know yeah. if this was part of a kickstarter campaign or what happened but the the idea 
that he would put this out for people to see. Yeah, right. I cannot imagine doing that to be like, yeah, guys, I've fucking nailed it. But also, I feel like he might be the type of guy that really liked Dave Sims later work or whatever, to mm-hmm. where he's just like, uh, he's like, <laughs> he, he might have like voiced over some of those low T commercials or whatever, you know, he's, oh, he's yeah. like, a, like potentially a mega. I don't know that to be true. It could be like a very nice, like liberal dude. I don't know. But it does seem <laughs> wild that you would put this much effort into making a thing but also it's like not enough effort not enough effort like half effort like on all fronts like every bit of this is just bad and sucks so hard i guess it like maybe it got to a point where they were like well we did the animatic uh we can't afford to do the actual animation Mm -hmm. we can't afford half the sound effects or a narrator uh we have we're halfway in though we got to release something yeah and uh tubi gave us a lot of money for this okay guys (laughs) we are a tubi exclusive (laughs) you know Things happen. I don't know, man. You set up with good, like, and they always say no one, no one sets out to make a bad movie. Um, but this that is doesn't true. mean everybody can make a good movie either. I guess. So. Yes, and I, I feel like by the way some of these scenes are cut because everything happens so like staccato. There's no like, mm-hmm. there's some some jokes in it, but I didn't realize it until like after a couple of minutes had <laughs> passed. I was like, oh, was that supposed to be funny? Like, there's a certain point where somebody, um, they're they flee from this this i think it was a, a castle and it's like dark outside and then one of the human characters is like i'm in my element and then like immediately walks into a wall except like there's no sound <laughs> effect when he hits the wall or falls to the ground it's just like oh, a thing man. that happens and then like nobody's around to react and then it just like immediately goes to the next uh, like bit of dialogue that is like more seriously spoken dialogue so I feel like that's something that might have happened in the comic and it works in the pacing of panels, but mm-hmm. he doesn't understand the translation of that to this or yeah. even what an adaptation is because you know, like a lot of people shit on that Zack Snyder um, Watchmen movie because it is such a wildly close adaptation of the comic, mm-hmm. but this, and I, <laughs> I've not even read the, the story that this is based on, but I, it, I find it difficult to imagine that that is not exactly what, transpired here because at the beginning of the the movie uh, by the way it has a cold open that's very confusing and then later in the movie it says and now we are caught up to now and it's like the the words like get like fired to the screen this is so weird (laughs) but like in the 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 credits once it gets to like the the title of the the movie it says that it's inspired by the work of dave sim or whatever so i'm I'm imagining that bizarre I don't know if he like gave the okay for this or something. I know, just, right? Like, Inspired by the work. Yeah, I don't That's know. Weird. But don't watch it, people. Um, it I, sounds... I cannot at any point recommend this except for like hate watching. If you want to watch this with like a group of friends, this is the best way to watch it because would it every be even fun. Oh, it would be so fun it's because so it's so bad. Every yeah. decision that is on screen at any given point is like, why? Why would they do this? Like, there's a uh, this fat guy in this movie. Where he's got like um, he's got like a double chin or whatever, but his double chin has the same property of the cloth in this. So every time oh, he man, talks, it, it just like wildly gesticulates to the left and right as he's speaking. It's crazy, fucking crazy. Again, it's on Tubi or Plex. <laughs> Check if you it out. Watch it there, um, or you can pay ninety nine cents to to own it on Vimeo. Don't oh, do that. Man. Don't don't put money toward this. That's amazing. It mm-hmm. sounds a little bit like. Some aliens came to Earth, mm-hmm. and they were like, I want to make movies. 
Like, I totally, I, I've watched a bunch to understand this culture. Mm-hmm. I totally got it. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds, some of the things you describe are, are things that, like, someone watched a movie, and they're like, I got this. I can do mm-hmm. this. And then they go about the steps of that without ever being able to, like, bring it all together mm-hmm. into, like, a cohesive form. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds great. I'm going to watch it this afternoon. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. It's a quick and annoying watch. Oh, um, yeah. You'll, you'll have a good time. Uh, the full title of the movie, which I've not said, is The Absurd, Surreal, Metaphysical, and Fractured Destiny of Cerebus the Aardvark. From last year, 2021. It came out in 2021. Man. It was available for people to consume in 2021. It should not have been at any point. It's it's hateful toward humanity. Yeah, we've been through a lot, you know, since March 2020. You know, mm-hmm. are you gonna do this to us? Are you yeah, gonna do this to us, bitches. Yeah, so it's it's difficult. I like that you stuck through it though. I had, to, really I had like, to stick it out. I was like, you know what? How? It's like drinking those sodas. Oh my god, Stephen, this <laughs> yes, this, this is the lesser fictions of, <laughs> of <Yeah>. movies. <laughs> You want to taste fart soda? I'm like, oh, no. yeah. But I guess I'll try it. And once I'm, you try it, you got to keep going, baby. If, if you try it, you buy it. You know? Oh, man. That's what they say. You put your mouth on it, it's yours now. <laughs> Give me $7. <laughs> you put your mouth on it, you got to swallow it. That's, that's right. true. Mm-hmm. That's what they say in those that's clubs. That's what you do with the movies. To. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that reminds me, like, later at the, toward the end of the movie, like, I've got, I'm checking the, I'm tapping the screen every once in a while. I'm like, God, how much more time is left oh, in this? Oh, God. I get to a point to where it's like the last 15 minutes of the movie. I'm like, I'm ready for this to be over. Like, I don't know what more can be done. Steven, there is a point in this movie where they jump to hand animation. Oh. Uh, that is like, it looks like it was drawn. It's pleasant. Like on an iPad screen, like <laughs> animated because like you could see like the little like pin marks or whatever that's animated. Man. Um, so you see that. And then there's also a portion to where it's like it animated in blue line pencil, which is like what what comic artists use to like mm-hmm. lay out a, an animation and that's like the literal best animated portion of the entire movie is is that so like if if you huh. do you or the listeners decide to watch this movie again to to hate watch it i don't know how you can make a drinking game out of this yeah, and yeah, not the, die immediately <laughs> yeah. uh, you would get alcohol poisoning right away but um to like to watch that part you you have to like sit through like an hour solid of this movie to to get to the part that's like even looks kind of good mm-hmm. and then it like the 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 journey is not worth it but you know it's for all the shitting of of uh, or shitting on of the Star Wars holiday special that we did oh, like yeah. at, the, at the end of the thing I'm like I do have some reverence for it and nostalgia mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that was fun because it reminds me of when uh, Yumi and Ross talked about it on the podcast. You sure. know, it's kind of like if a fun anything. thing. This is like, oh, I don't know. Who is this for? This is for the guy who, like, directed this movie. Yeah. I looked him up a little bit, and, yeah, he hasn't done anything else. But he was like, mm-hmm. it was like writer, director, producer of all, all of mm-hmm. this one project. And I'm like, man, he really put his eggs all in one basket. Oh, yeah. And then he scrambled the basket uh-huh. on accident. And he's like... Here, here's my art to the world. <laughs> my art vark. Yeah. Um, oh. oh, and that reminds me, Stephen, at the very end of the movie, spoilers, uh, hard spoilers. At the end of the movie, it says, to be continued, question mark. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then it, the next image is like a, a castle. And then above it, it says, to be continued. I'm like, well, why even ask the question? Oh, my God. Yeah. So it asks a question and answers it for you? Yes. 
Wow. And it leads you or leaves you with an ellipses at the end of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. After credit sequence? Uh, it does have an after credit sequence. Does it really? It really does. Yeah, I'm glad you oh mentioned that. So it, it, but it just like it takes you through, I guess, that, that castle that it shows at the very end end card or whatever that says uh, to be continued on it. It has some like voiceover on there uh, of, a, of a woman, but I don't know who that's supposed to be. And then it's just like over. <laughs> so Man, that's a wild uh, ride. It was. Uh, Mr. Toad ooh. was uh, not even down for it, but mm-hmm. I did it my damn self. What did your wife think of this? <laughs> she loved she think, it. She thought it was think great. You're crazy for watching great, it. She had a great time. <laughs> was no, this like I, you're watching it on your phone? Of course. Sort of, yeah. Sort of that, situation. Yeah. Yeah. The most respectful way I can, I can watch a movie. Yeah, man. It was the well, same way I watched uh, the Irishman. You know, Scorsese. Oh, yeah. So they're about the this same guy. level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry that you subjected your own self to that. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry that Brent is so mean to Brent. You know what? It's it's fitting that you say that because Cerebus <laughs> only refers to himself as Cerebus. He doesn't oh, say yeah? I or whatever, like Man. in the comics. But the the movie kind of, he does a couple of times. I'm like, okay, what, you know, whatever. Well, they can't follow continuity. Yeah, yeah maybe, what, what are you supposed maybe, to do? You got to, yeah. what, what, after you follow continuity, then you got to make people's mouths move. Oh, come with on. The words being, get the fuck out yeah. of here with that shit. <laughs> But um, I, I did try to pull it up because I, I watched like the first half of it last night before bed. And then uh, this morning I grabbed my phone. I was like, oh, well, let me finish this before the podcast. And then the Plex app kept dying on me. I was like, maybe it's trying to show me mercy. Mm-hmm. So eventually I was able to, to get back in there. But, yeah, it was, I was like, wow, this technology is really trying to watch out for. Yeah, right. Boy. Like, you don't have to do this, Brent, to yourself. Yeah. You can, yeah. And you're like, I have to. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Well, I'm going to discuss something that I actually really liked. So it's going to be a little opposite of yours. <laughs> okay. Um, but we'll see uh, We'll see if it's as much fun because I finally got to watch uh, the new season, part one of Ozark that came <gasps> okay. out. Yeah. Um, so Ozark is a show I think I've probably talked about before on the, on the podcast. Um, it's other it's seasons been come out. Uh, a while is the only way to say it. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it was like maybe in 20... 18, 19, something like that? Yeah, it might have been a bit interesting. So, um, yeah, they they basically have had three seasons that were all, like, ten episodes each. And then for this last season, they... I don't know exactly what the story was. I've I've watched some interviews with Jason Bateman, who uh, is, like, a creator of the show. And he um, mentioned that, like, Netflix wanted to, you know, have this last season, and they wanted to, like, make it longer, I guess. And so instead of doing like one super big season, like 14 episodes, they split it up. And so it's going to be season four, part one, and then part two, and they're both seven episodes. So you kind of get a little bit shorter than a regular season, but you get two of them. So it's kind of Mm -hmm. a cool deal just for the way the story is playing out and everything. Is this the final season? Yeah. So this will be the final thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all the characters in it and all the actors and stuff are just amazing. Um, like starting off with with Jason Bateman, who I just really like in in so many ways. Um, he's funny and a lot of things, and he's very charming in real life and all his uh, like interviews and stuff he does on late night shows or whatever. And then these the, like Ozark is so serious and it's um, it, I, Why I was think, so serious. I know, right? Oh and, and Heath Ledger makes a posthumous appearance. Obviously, they have more CG. Um, yeah. which is just weird, but you know, I it was, accept it. It was by the, the same company that did that Cerebus movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So he's, a, yeah. it's a little spotty. His mouth uh, doesn't move with the words yeah. that are said, but it's, it's kind of like weekend at Bernie's a little uh-huh. bit, to be honest. And Too every soon? time, 
every time Heath Ledger flaps his wings, it it starts to make a sound effect, but then yeah. it just cuts out. It's it fine. goes away, but mm-hmm. it, it works overall. I would say. Um, uh, but it's uh, trying to think. I'm trying to look it up right now to remember who else is in it. Uh, Laura Lenny plays um, his wife and the, the mother of their children, and she is a force to be reckoned with in the show. She also is like such a great actress and can be you know, funny and, and charming and everything. And in this, she's very serious and, and, um, scary and stuff. Um, and then, uh, my favorite is Julia Garner, who's this little blonde, uh, curly haired actor who's, who's just amazing. And she, um, she is in a lot of movies and stuff now and different TV shows, but in this one in particular, she's so feisty and, uh, amazing. So Ozark to, to give a, a brief synopsis is like, um, Marty Bird is the main character. Jason Bateman's character, like, uh, washes money for a drug cartel in Mexico, and he ends up moving down to the Ozarks um, to do like a deal with them and, and kind of save his life and save his family's lives. Uh, when some shit goes down, so that's how like the seasons. That's how the first season opens, and then now mm-hmm. it's like they've built a life over four seasons there, and they've you know expanded the empire and stuff, and it's always like treacherous and everything. Uh, Julia Garner plays. Um, like sort of like a trailer park trash kind of girl there who's really smart, but um, she's like a, a foe to, to Marty for a while and they kind of join forces and stuff. So she she plays a big role in their lives. And um, man, it's just a fucking great show. I, I love it so much. And this new season upped the ante like all over again. Everything is so serious and, and scary. Like the people involved are, mm-hmm. are ruthless and um, seeing like a drug cartel and, you know, sort of how you wash money and stuff um, like launder that's what he does you know is all money laundering mm-hmm. and uh it's so interesting and uh the best way i can say it is also like the hardest like to get someone to watch it like my best recommendation is like if you liked breaking bad mm-hmm. you'd like this it's it's like a similar story of like a seemingly you know good suburban dude who actually under the surface has like a dark side and does this dark shit and then over time like everybody in their lives kind of you know get roped in to either die or or have dark shit you know happen to them or them to do that as well mm-hmm. make poor choices and uh but it's also so different than that i think personally like breaking bad kind of is almost on a level of its own just because of how good it was and sort of what it did before a lot of other things did it right. um ozark to me is is more interesting i like the characters more than like like pretty much like walt and jesse are really great in Breaking Bad, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody else, there's some good people, but they're the ones I think about. And Ozark, there's like lists of people that I like for so many reasons. And so just the way the story goes down, like I prefer it. Um, but there's similar stories, you know, and the way that the tones and stuff. I think uh, Breaking Bad had to had to walk so Ozark could run sort of thing, you know, okay. kind of become what it, what it is. So, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, it's, it's really good. It's on Netflix. Um, so it's, you know, easy to find and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I think Jason Bateman is just nailing it uh, out of the park, knocking it out of the park. Um, and they have great directors they bring on for different ones. This last season, the the last two episodes in particular were extremely good episodes of television. And um, whenever I got to the credits, it was uh, Robin Wright had directed both of those episodes. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah, and she's awesome, you know, uh, awesome actor. And then I didn't know she really did a whole lot of directing stuff, but um, she was fantastic. Uh, they were fantastic. And so... Um, yeah, there's been a, a lot of diff- different guest directors and stuff on there that it's always cool to see, like, who does what. Like, Jason Bateman directed directs a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but those two in particular, I was like, God damn, I didn't know Robin Wright was so amazing. You know, uh, got to watch out for more of her stuff. So, Do you think there was a point while filming Wonder Woman 1984 that Robin Wright was on set 
in uh, Themyscira as one of the Amazons. That's right. She is the... <laughs> uh-huh. And she was like... <laughs> I don't know if I would do that. Yeah, right. Oh, oh boy. That cheetah costume looks great. This is this whole thing. We <laughs> yeah. gotta we're put this little girl on a horse for a good portion of this. Okay. So she's rolling around in the grass, but you're not gonna actually just film her on grass. This is all mm-hmm. green screen. Okay, that's your decision. That's okay. Good. Good. Inter- good. Interesting choice. So grass is green. <laughs> the screen is green, but you're just not gonna use the grass itself. Oh. And she just like kind of, she like shrugs her shoulders and is like, is like, oh, oh boy, I don't know. I am Robin Wright. Yeah. Then Not Robin me, Wrong. God damn it, Stephen, you beat me to it. But yes, <laughs> you did it. You did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yes so i watched the the first episode of ozark mm-hmm. um after you had recommended it like a couple of years back mm-hmm. and uh, uh my wife and i we sat down to watch it i really liked it my wife uh, couldn't quite get into it but i think she yep. was like maybe we had just like finished a, a different series and she wanted to try a different flavor or whatever but yeah um I, that is a, a series that i would definitely want to go back and, and watch because i've heard literally nothing but good things about it yeah mm-hmm for sure, yeah. And I would watch it, honestly, just for Julia Gardner alone. She's um, she's just amazing in everything she's mm-hmm. in. But in this role, she is fucking killing it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Jason Bateman. I just, I, I've been watching a lot of old interviews with him. He was, like, in Teen Wolf 2. That mm-hmm. was, like, his movie premiere. And yeah. um, he, he did, like, a lot of TV shows. And so he has, like, all these old, like, Johnny Carson clips online and and stuff. And it's so funny to see him. Like, he looks and talks the same way mm-hmm. he does now. And, um but it's like I knew him mostly as an adult actor and things. And then but he's been around for so long. And then uh, to go back and watch those has been really fun, too. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's on uh, Netflix and uh, I would highly recommend it. Hail. Yeah. Hail, yep, well, yep. I'm going to go from something that I cannot possibly recommend again, unless you're watching it with friends. Oh, just yeah. Just hate watching the shout out. Right? To something I watched also this weekend that I absolutely loved. Perfect. Steven, I want you to imagine... In your brain mm. noggin. Okay. A mixture of these movies. John Wick. Mm. Logan. Ooh. And Ratatouille. What? Wait, what? Robin Wright. <laughs> She's over there shrugging her shoulders <laughs> with a grimace on her face like, I don't know. <laughs> Steven, I watched the movie Pig starring Nicolas Cage. Oh. Have you seen this movie? No, I have heard good things about oh, it. Oh, my God. It is. As I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's like this? Like, Interesting. I, there were so many people that recommended Mandy to me that I was <laughs> That's like, you hated, okay, right? so like, I don't know anything <laughs> about this movie other than like the poster. It has a, a lot of like bright pinks or whatever, and Nicolas Cage is covered in blood. So I'm like, okay, I think I might have an idea of what this is. But it was like a, a, a different thing, and it started off as one thing, turned into another. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I, I don't know. It, that movie wasn't wasn't for me i know mitch loves it ross loves it other people seem to love it i don't know i still haven't seen i keep forgetting about that one yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe watch sarah business instead um (laughs) (laughs) no it wasn't that bad but um i i watched this pig movie as like oh is this gonna be another like wild nicholas cage performance it's not he's like very subdued in it and uh, i thought a good portion of it was going to take place in the woods because he's got like a truffle pig uh, that uh, gets pignapped, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be like a revenge movie where he has to like track people down through the woods to get his pig back." 
Uh, it's kind of that, but it uh, like the bulk of the movie takes place in a city. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't want to tell you much more than that. Like, I would absolutely recommend this to you or mm-hmm. any of our listeners because it was, I was enraptured by the whole thing. I, it had my attention the whole time. It's only like an hour and a half long as well, and it's like the the perfect length for this type of movie. Um, there's, uh, do you know who Nat Wolf is? The actor. He's Nat in. Wolf. Uh, mm-hmm. He's in uh, Jumanji. Um, the the new one he mm-hmm. plays the uh, the the kid who would become the rock in the video game. Okay, yeah, He's right got, like, dark hair. Yeah, um, another brown guy. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was in this movie, uh, but he shows up and he's like in it. He's like Nicolas Cage's partner, more or less, throughout right the, the film. And uh, oh, he was in Death Note. It says, "I see, good, good." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Speaking of movies you loved, oh shit! <laughs> but um, but damn <clears throat> that Kong versus Godzilla movie was great. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the monster stuff, I don't really care about the humans. Yeah. I don't even consider the humans to be yeah, in the I don't, movie. I don't even take it into consideration. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, man, Pig was very, very enjoyable. Right um, on, man. It's a very dark movie, very well directed. I was uh, constantly impressed with the cinematography. Um, if I would have seen, like, an A24 logo at the beginning of this movie, I wouldn't have been surprised. It was, mm-hmm. like, that caliber of, like, good um, which is weird because, like, I feel like for the past, like, I don't know, 10 years or so, Nicolas Cage has been doing these, like, lower-budget independent movies that mm. people still watch and have reverence for, but it's not anything that would be like, oh, this could be nominated for an award of some sort, where I feel like this one certainly could be for, like, multiple reasons. But, um, yeah, I would I would definitely give Pig a recommendation. It came out, I think, last year. 2021 is when this mm-hmm. came out. Um, very, very enjoyable. Highly Man, recommend it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'd heard really good things about it so far, but I don't, I didn't really know a lot about it. I didn't, I, I knew like enough about the story. That's what it is. Like, it's like mm-hmm. his pigs taken and it's like a revenge thing. And like, that's right. enough to get me in the door with Nick Cage involved, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, I, uh, hadn't really like sought it out yet. Uh, where'd you say you watched it? It was on Hulu. I don't Hulu. know where that is internationally. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> And this was done by uh, this was a neon film. Neon also does a lot of good stuff. They're kind of kind of like A twenty four, like you know, mm, newer. Yeah. And they, I'm trying to look back and see what they they had done. Their first movie was Colossal, which I know at least. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different than what people think, and I think that throws people off. I'm not sure if people mm-hmm. really like it in general, but um, have you seen that? Have you seen Colossal? I still haven't seen. it. I remember you talking okay. about it once. Yeah, yeah, and I know the gist of it now. That like they, you know, what it all kind of means or whatever. So maybe mm-hmm. it'll be different. But the movies they've released, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get, like, The Bad Batch, uh, the movie I watched. It's, like, a, a cannibal sort of movie. Um, that's pretty cool. And then... Oh, the Star um, Wars one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ingrid Goes West, which is, uh, like, an Aubrey Plaza movie I've seen. Like, they've, oh, yeah. they've done stuff that I, I know. Assassination Nation, that movie's crazy. Um, yeah, so it's, like, they, they kind of fit in that that kind of like vibe to me that you're saying with like mm-hmm. a24 i could totally see that yeah um oh they did parasite in the u.s <laughs> there you go that's all yeah. you need to know yeah from the makers of parasite another movie <laughs> that begins with the letter p <laughs> that's cool though man i really want to check that out now mm-hmm. um it's like on my radar a lot more since you said that and it sounds like a, a good revenge film i do mm-hmm. 
I don't know how much you want to spoil in general on here or for me personally, but mm-hmm. um, my wife is a big fan of pigs. She uh, hasn't eaten pork in years, specifically yes. because she loves pigs and they're intelligent and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is much like John Wick is, is difficult to ever show her because of the dog situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if this would be a movie she would ever watch, you know, because of the pig situation. So um, how many spoilers or how much spoilers you want to give in there or whatever. But uh, is, is Piggy OK? Well, I there is a scene where you see uh, like a butcher shop mm. in in the movie. That's a nightmare and, scenario. And there her. are um, pigs, plural, yep. hanging up. So gotcha. that, I feel like that could potentially be enough. You might watch it yourself. Uh-huh. And then decide, See. yeah. What Did the your level wife of... watch it with you? No. Yeah. No, I was it didn't like, seem like a, a her kind of movie. Yeah, and, and I was like, the primary reason I was watching this is because they're going to discuss this on an upcoming episode of Doughboys. Uh, oh, right that, that came out today, as of of this episode's airing on mm-hmm. the Doughboys double. So, I can't imagine we have any cross pollination of of listeners to our show and, yeah, and that <laughs> but um but they're gonna talk about it there and i was like oh this is a good excuse for me to go ahead and watch this so i watched it friday night right after on. my wife had gone to bed and uh yeah I, I really really fucking enjoyed it man that's cool um mm-hmm. yeah i'll definitely have to check that one out hulu you say hulu but hulu. i'm in hulu <laughs> but i'm in um uh czechoslovakia i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know why it's so difficult. I don't know who has it. Let's check Netflix. You got a snorted. Man, you got me. Oh, like a pig. Oh. Steven snorts. Wow. Well, look at that. Sometimes. Steven Fisher has been kidnapped. <laughs> he used to be owned by Nicolas Cage. Turns out Steven Fisher was the piggy the whole time. What? I'm you in the movie by the amount of times he would bring up truffles on his <laughs> podcast. You'd <laughs> be like, uh, yeah, so anyways, I was watching this Ron Howard mm. movie, and oh, here's another truffle mm. mushroom. Interesting. Is that behind him on a pile? Mmm, that smells really delicious. I gotta go, uh, go find some more of these. I keep finding these all over the place. <laughs> I've never had truffles, I guess, in, in this regard. Like, it's... Uh, in the movie, and I guess in, in real life as well, it's it's mm. uh, used like it's a valuable food oh, commodity yeah. or whatever. I've had like truffle, truffle, truffle oil French fries, but yeah. I guess I don't know. It's like a mushroom of some sort, right? Yeah, I think I think so. It's mm. um, I know it's like it's that same kind of thing where they have to like forage for them. That's why they're, it's mm. so rare, and then they're hard to find. You have to train pigs and animals and mm. stuff to find them or whatever. So yeah, uh, I don't know why I said and animals. I think it's just pigs. Who else would you train for that? It's like um, ch- pigs and cats. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of cats on leashes. <laughs> and not truffles. I mean, you probably could. They have to dig as well, right? They have to dig for uh, hiding mm-hmm. the poop. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little different. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it says it's like a, a subterranean fungus. Um, yeah. Of the general, uh, of the uh, many species of the genus tuber. So, yeah. Oh, um, it is a tuber. <laughs> so yeah it's kind of kind of like that i guess but it, it, it is like underground mm-hmm. um whereas like i guess mushrooms are always above ground perhaps. they they like nicholas cage his his pig like snorts on the ground like finds them so he like walks over there and at the beginning of the movie he he peels one up out of out of the ground it's like covered in dirt so it, it looks like it's extra like dirt brown or whatever but oh, it's yeah. uh, like in a, a shape different from what i would think of 
a mushroom mm. looking like like it's not umbrella shaped or whatever so yeah like, is this is they it look, a mushroom they look like, like this just kind of like balls like little like uh, misshapen like round or whatever like wait are we still talking about potatoes are we talking about your testicles oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah okay. that's what i was talking about that, yeah that's what i was talking your about your subterranean testicles yeah brown dirt gotta- brown <laughs> <laughs> You have to have a, a pig or a cat dig them out. That's true. Yeah. yeah I'm like, oh totally. my God. There's a lot of foliage around there, you know? It's just like, I don't I don't want to do this myself. So, Man, mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I'm going to do my last one for today. Yes. yes. Um, I watched a movie on Friday night that was finally available for streaming. And it's, uh, I couldn't find this anywhere for a long time. And then uh, our, our buddy Mitch and uh, mm-hmm. the buddies, our buddies over at the Terror Table had, had mentioned this movie before. And uh, I finally got to watch it. So Cherry Falls. Cherry Falls okay. is now available on Shudder, uh, at least in the U.S., to stream. And, uh, is this some, but, like, hentai movie? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I'm super into hentai right now, so, mm-hmm. like, I've been finding a lot of the obscure stuff. But I like that they put this out there finally, you know, so mm-hmm. general, general public can uh, stream it finally. So Perfect, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's um, a horror movie from 2000 that I had kind of known when it came out. Um, I remember watching it around then, but I don't remember ever seeing it since and hadn't heard much about it. And then uh, it's kind of developed, like, a cult following over time, and I never knew about it. Until, like, Mitch mentioned it again, and I kind of was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I, f- I remember that movie coming out. So um, it's uh, a Britney Murphy movie, and I was a huge Britney Mur- oh, Murphy yeah. fan in the era, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was cool to see her again, and, you know, she, she died so young and tragically. And um, it had a lot of good people, and it has Jay Moore and Michael Bain, who's, uh, you know, from Terminator and, and mm-hmm. like, Aliens and stuff. Um, and he's always cool to, to see. And uh, essentially, it is a, a slasher film that, where the serial killer is driving around and murdering virgins. And they find that out because uh, oh, no. they will carve, like, virgin into their thighs, like, as, as they're dying or whatever. And so the cops release that information and basically are like, all the teenagers in town should fuck so that they're safe. And so uh, it plays with, like, you know, a lot of the classic themes, but a lot more overtly classic themes of, like, horror movies about, like, you know, premarital sex and stuff. But it's uh, it plays with it so overtly, and it's kind of an interesting concept. But um, Wait, is this? Yeah. This movie titled Cherry Falls is about busting all these cherries. Yeah. And then, like, the huh, cherry juice. <laughs> <laughs> the town gets flooded with busted hymen juice. Is that what happens? Oh, man. What a visual. Um, kind of. I don't want to ruin anything. If it were directed by James Gunn back in the <laughs> yeah. day, that's exactly what it would be. Look, all I'm saying is there is a great flood and someone does have a surfboard. All right. That's as much as I can say. <laughs> they, they bring in the gorilla from TNC Surf Designs. <laughs> no, it's um, yeah, it's cool, though. It's like it. It's, you know, Brittany Murphy, just seeing her again and something that I don't remember her from is always kind of fun. And then the people mm-hmm. around her, like in school, um, like Jesse Bradford uh, is in it. He's like in Bring It On and stuff. And um, God, I'm trying to think of other. Oh, DJ Qualls, isn't it? And oh, DJ yeah. Qualls, I pretty mm-hmm. much know from like Road Trip. And he shows up like in a few other things sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has like people that would show up and I'd be like, oh, that's that's funny. Like that guy's there. That guy's there. Um, I can't remember a lot of the other names, like uh, the ones on here aren't like standing out to me but some of the faces are from that era of like teen movies that i knew from other things and it's just like kind of fun to be like 
Like, if I played a trivia game and someone was like, oh, what Brittany Murphy movie does she star with Jay Moore? I would have been like, they've never been in a movie. What are you talking about? And then now it's like, <laughs> of piece course of they shit. have. Right. Yeah, and you <laughs> throw a broken you. glass in their face. <laughs> I'm a big glass thrower, you know. Of um, course. It's my, it's my trademark. You keep a bag of broken glass on yeah. your hip at all times. Oh, yeah. Of we course. all know. Um, who doesn't? Uh, but yeah, so it's... Uh, I, I mentioned it to Mitch that I was finally watching it and he said that we should do a full episode on it and I think there's enough to talk about in it uh, that it'd be fun if you if you ever want to watch it and we could do okay. a show on it because it was a time capsule movie from that era that I forgot about and it's kind of fun. This is like the same year that Final Destination came out and that's a movie I watch all the time mm-hmm. and I've totally kept up with and um, but this one like really I remember watching it it's it's this weird thing where because of like Columbine had happened right when this was being filmed in like mm-hmm. 99 and then they were going to release it and then they spent like 14 million dollars on this movie and it ended up just getting released on USA like on the channel and in, in, in the US wait characters welcome characters welcome <laughs> wow yes. okay so it was like released in a weird cut version that's how I saw it like it was telecast in the U- US and so I just saw this as like a TV movie and like one of the notes on the Wikipedia was like, this is one of the most expensive TV movies of all time <laughs> because it yeah. was like a theatrical movie that got dumped on TV. And uh, it's wild that it was 14 mm-hmm. million. But um, I remember watching it, not thinking much of it, probably because it was a TV movie and those always had bad quality and it had almost like a stigma that probably went with it when I watched it, you know, like mm-hmm. it almost like held that it can't be as good or it would have been in theaters. And so I never gave it much of a shot, but uh my wife, when we watched it, she wasn't super into it. She was kind of bored or thought it was kind of weird, but I liked it a whole lot. Like, I don't yeah. know that I loved it, but I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, okay. I'm really excited to watch it again because uh, I, I had a blast. So I would recommend it. It's it's easy to find right now online, or, or you can get it on Blu-ray and stuff. That's how Mitch uh, told me to watch it until it came out on Shudder. But, uh, yeah, it, it was cool, man. So I would love to, to do a show on it at some point. But- it looks like the runtime is an hour and 32 minutes, which is the perfect amount of time for it's like a horror so thriller. Good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Especially when it, went from that era. Well, yeah. When it popped up, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> hour and a half, baby. <laughs> yeah. Can, like, I got look, really excited. You can like look at your watch and be like uh, in one hour and one half hour. I will be done. I will and, be done. Yeah. I'll be moving on to something entirely different. Yeah, um, totally awesome. Yeah. I would totally be down to watch this. Um, yeah. Let's right see. On. And it's on Shutter, you say? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So easy to find, uh, and it's cool. I think it's if you, um, you know, if you went back and and saw this after all these years, and you know, gave it a shot. I, I think it kind of holds up. It's one of the ones that got like just kind of lost to time a little bit. But I'm so glad that our buddies had, had mentioned it, and then that people in general just like, you know, have given it like a cult following and spread mm-hmm. the word a little bit because uh, it's it's pretty cool. I. I am a little bit concerned about watching this, though, because I'm like, mm. this killer is going around killing virgins. And I'm like, you yeah, know, it hits a little bit too close to home sure. for me, you know? You don't want a ring uh, situation. Yeah. Where I'm he comes, like, comes out of the screen. Yeah. He's going to know. You yeah, know? exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I didn't mention it, but you are, like, if you are a virgin while you watch the movie, it does penetrate your soul. So afterwards, okay. you are no longer a virgin. Okay, but when I stand up, my pants are going to be covered in blood. Is that yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen, I don't know what goes on in your home, but yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. So we don't have anything planned for the next episode. Do you just want to do this for the next 
episode of the podcast? That actually sounds kind of fun. Maybe we Let's should. do it. We're, yeah. we're just going to produce on air. People love oh, it. Oh, man. This is great. Honestly, if this movie was hard to come by previously, but it's now on Shutter and easy for people to watch it, mm-hmm. maybe now's the time to watch it and get it out of the way. Just so, yeah. you know, the listeners can watch it. We'll watch it. And then we'll come back next episode to discuss. Solid, man. I love it. Hell yeah. Okay, so on the next episode of Let's Play About Stuff, Jerry Falls <laughs> Jerry from Falls, 2000, yeah. the R-rated cut, the way it was meant to be. I am curious what you'll think. It is, um, it had, you know, some moments that aren't great or whatever, and, and definitely that era, you know, has some cheesiness to it, but I like that era a lot. I have a lot of nostalgia for it, and uh, I thought it was really cool, and um, there were some, some interesting choices and some interesting influences I saw in other movies, like one on the Wikipedia, they mentioned that uh, Freaky, the director of Freaky said that this movie was like an influence on him. Mm, um, okay. That one that came out with uh, Vince Vaughn recently, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's like it, it I think it, it plays a role in other things I've watched since then. I didn't realize, mm-hmm. you know, that it was an influence. And uh, that's always fun, too, to kind of watch an older movie that way. But uh, I can't believe it's just called it an older movie. But it's 22 <laughs> years old. God I, damn yeah, it. I know. It's an older I that, movie. I had that realization myself for... Uh, I was telling my wife about that Pam and Tommy doc. That's oh, on, yeah. Or not doc. It's a, it's a movie with actors in it on uh, Hulu. It's a TV show. I don't know where it is internationally. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. But it's, um, I was telling her about it. I was like, oh, would you be interested in watching this? Mm-hmm. And she was like, wait, who are these people? I'm like, Pamela Anderson. She's like, oh, okay, yeah. And Tommy Lee. She's like, who dat? And I was what? like, well. <laughs> I was like, from Motley Crue. She's like, oh, the singer? It's like, well, he was a drummer. He, <laughs> he came equipped with the third drumstick. Um, but yeah. But, uh, Does she not like, remember that scandal or anything? No. And I was, and I was like, Wild. oh, but this happened like 20-something years ago. Yeah. So it happened such a long time ago. And she was like, well, why are they making this movie about it? I was like, because it was like a big deal. It was like the one of the... If not the first like celebrity I, sex tape yeah. that like really like blew up and their relationship was in uh, the headlines and all that stuff anyway. So yeah, that was just yeah. it was insane. Just and, the two of them. I mean, it, um, rock star the and then like the voluptuous blonde on on all TV screens. You know, like mm-hmm. getting together. Yeah, and then their sex tape comes out and you're like, wow, I get to see these people bone. Uh huh. It's against their privacy and they didn't want to release. Fuck it, I'm watching that. Guys, you don't understand. They're on a boat and he honks his horn with his wiener. <laughs> Like, what am I supposed to not watch that? This Weird. this thing looks really good though. I thought it was a movie too, but it's a it's like a show. Uh, oh, it is. Have, like, oh, yeah, okay. multiple episodes. Yeah, but it's like Seth Rogen is in it and Nick <laughs> yeah. Offerman. They look great. The the two leads uh-huh. uh, fucking really transform themselves, especially you know, the the Lily Collins. I think is what. Yeah, she looks exactly like. It's Sam crazy. Anderson. It's insane. Um, do you know about Jason Mantzoukas' role in no. the show? Okay, well I'm not gonna say anything. I'll let you. Find out for yourself. I, I haven't That's watched it yet, but I heard about his role. <clears throat> oh um, man! And it, like it was announced, but like if you were planning yeah, like to spoiler? watch it, I mean, yeah. I'll just tell you, Stephen. I'll just tell you. How do I not? <laughs> Even tell your you? dogs are excited. Come on! I know. <laughs> Poor Miles. He's like, tell him about it. Um, so Jason Banzukas voices a character in oh. the movie, and if you're like, but it's not animated. Do they have like an animated portion of it? <laughs> uh, not to my knowledge, but like. Jason Manzoukas provides the voice of Tommy Lee's dick. For real? <laughs> Evidently, it, like, talks. Yeah. Oh, my God. That makes me, like, 100% more excited to see this. I know. Like, I was just like, oh, maybe I'll get around to it. But I'm like, the Zooks is in it, Zook and he's a it. dick. <laughs> Fuck yeah. A literal dick. <laughs> a literal dick, yeah. 
Man, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That bumped it up to, you know, bumped it up to, uh, bumped it up the list. Why did I try I to correct myself by just like repeating the you same thing? You keep bumping yourself. I was Bump picturing up. in my Bump head, like, you know how Jason Manzoukas has like a, uh, a curly mop of uh-huh. hair? Sure. I sure. was. As picturing that as Tommy Lee's pubes, and that's where <laughs> that's where my brain went instead. He's gonna have to get a truffle pig out there to to rustle up Tommy Lee's schwanz. But that would be amazing. Is if instead of like uh, an animated sequence or CGI, if they like built a prosthetic like giant Tommy torso. And then they put <laughs> Manzukis's head in the middle of it, yeah. And like his nose is like the penis, mm-hmm. and he is the pubes. Hey, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> I'm a terrible Jason Manzukis, but you get it. Anyway. Oh man. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So Cherry Falls next week. That'd be fun. Yes. Yes. Kick ass. All right. Oh yeah. All right. For the main event, uh, Book of Boba Fett. Finally, we're here discussing uh-huh. this show. You had told me uh, you were watching this show week to week as it came out. Is that correct? Twas. Yes, Ooh. I was. Uh, that's, uh, you know what? I, I, I like that with the Disney Plus shows. It, yeah. uh, it goes down easily. Uh, plus, all the nerd websites I visit throughout a given week will spoil something for me without Won't reluctance they? for like, yeah, it's like, uh, guys, it's been out for like three hours. How do you not right. appreciate that we put a spoiler directly <laughs> in the headline? It's like, guys, please, please relax, you know? It did happen a lot specifically with this show, but there was mm-hmm. something about this one for some reason for me that I didn't. I mean, it was annoying, but I didn't mind it. I didn't feel like I was cheated out of anything when it was spoiled. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, oh, I, I wish I hadn't had that kind of confirmation before it happened. Yeah. I knew, like, cameos would happen, but I didn't know which cameos. And then people just, like, said it in headlines. And I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was kind of a bummer. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, definitely hard to avoid those if you're not watching it, like, right as it comes out, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And we so should say today. there's going to be spoilers afoot uh, for Definitely this entire here. series. So if yeah. people have not watched the book of Boba Fett and are waiting to binge watch the whole thing, go ahead and do so and then come back and listen to this podcast. And then also be sure to send us $400 because, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, that's that's taking money out of our pockets, you know? So Yeah, it's uh, that's the fee for us being a Disney Plus affiliate. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, Guys, the mouse doesn't fuck around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the book of Boba Fett. I watched it. Um, I kind of waited till it was almost over. I, I didn't really mm-hmm. think about it as much whenever it was coming out. I I kind of forget about Disney Plus as a streaming service that I have. Honestly, I just don't. Mm. It has a great a lot of great content with Star Wars and Marvel and Disney and Pixar and all that stuff. But I just don't really watch a ton on there. And yeah. so I kind of forgot about it. And this one also didn't like I love the Mandalorian, but for some reason, the book of Boba Fett, maybe the title, partly, even mm-hmm. though I like books, uh, didn't really like grab my attention at first. So I, I kind of waited a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I wonder if you feel that way about Disney Plus, because those like five main hubs it has are so wildly specific. Yes. to the Franchises, you know, you don't think about. Um, other things outside of that going there. So unless you're like specifically in the mood to watch something from like uh, Star Wars or Pixar or something like that, yeah. like, it, it doesn't like come across your mind. It's like, oh, I wonder what new shit got added to Disney Plus exactly. this week, right? I you don't know, like, think about it as, yeah, it's like their new stuff. I just mm-hmm. think of like the properties they have that I could watch. Like if I want to watch every mm-hmm. Marvel movie, most Marvel mm-hmm. movies, I even not even everyone, 
But yeah. most of them, I can know I can go there, but I've watched most of them recently, and so I don't mm. need to. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and plus you have me to tell you, like, exactly. oh, Stephen, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer is back on there. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> it was on there for a while, but then it got taken away. And I, I kept, like, scrolling past it. Really it's like, should I? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it well, was. Um, but the, uh, the two self-titled Fantastic Four albums are on there, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, so you, you can watch those. Uh, That's good. Fantastic no. Four and Fan Four Stick. Uh, anyway, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the book of Boba Fett. Um, yeah. So I had waited um, to watch it. So I watched like the, I watched like two episodes together, and then I mm-hmm. I watched the next two together, and I was up through four. There were seven episodes total, which was I thought an interesting right. number mm-hmm. as they were coming out and stuff. So then um, I think I, I basically got up to I had to wait like for the last episode, like a full week or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I got caught up the week before it finished. And um, and it was it was cool that way. I I, I do kind of accept, accept the you know waiting to watch them now, but I also like binging it. Sometimes I go back and forth on the Marvel and the like Star Wars shows on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I will say that I've been trying to go through and pare down all of the different streaming services that I subscribe to. So this last month, I I canceled almost every one of them. I was like, Apple TV, you're out of here. Disney Plus, Mm -hmm. you're out of here. Shudder, you're out of here. Like, just stuff I watch kind of for specific reasons and specific movies and shows. And then every single one of them in the last week, I've had to renew for various reasons. (laughs) So I'm watching The After Party on Apple TV Plus, Boca Boba Fett on Disney Plus, Mm -hmm. Cherry Falls came out on Shudder, and I was Mm -hmm. like, I literally canceled all you motherfuckers just Mm. to come crawling back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for like one one season of something, right? Mm-hmm. But that's how they get you. So, oh, real quick, the after party on Apple TV Plus oh, is fucking stellar. It's so Hell fucking yeah, fun, man. Yeah, yeah. Each, each episode is like a different genre of storytelling yeah. in a way. Oh god, so good! I can't wait to. We we should talk about that after. Oh yeah. Even if it's not like a whole episode or whatever, we should we definitely need to talk about it after the the season wraps up. But the after party after, after show. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This is why you have Stephen Fisher as a partner. This is this is the reason. The oh, alleys, man. the oops, the alley Ugh. oops. Oh my god, Ugh. it's man. all there. We've had a lot of good ones today too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Feels good setting that up. Um, but Do you yeah, think it's... there's ever been a point in volleyball where somebody has like tossed a volleyball up, like the 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 first person? You know how like I know one I don't, person will their names are uh, the first person, like. <laughs> I just said it, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like a, a person can like serve themselves, but there's there's got to be a point where someone has like had the ball come across on their side of the net. One person, because you can't like touch the ball twice in a row like yeah. the same person can. The, the first person that like hits it pops it up in the air, and <laughs> the second person that is getting ready to come through and spike it, like the first person pushes up, they go alley, and then the next person. <laughs> Goes up to spike it, <laughs> but instead of spiking it, <laughs> instead of spiking it, they shit their pants. <laughs> they're like, "Oops!" <laughs> Do you think so, that's ever happened? In my head, the person that's going to spike it is named Allie. <laughs> Oh, okay. Right, and then the first person says, yeah. Allie. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you see, you hear that, and you see her face. Turn. 
Yeah. Oh, man. But that's probably happened before, right? It's probably happened, probably. Okay, that's what I thought, too. I just wanted to make sure. Anyway, Book of Boba Fett is a TV show (laughs) on Disney+. Plus. Um, Did you know uh, anything about the show before you started watching it? Like, as far as what the, the main plot of the show would be? No, and I I will say that I did, I still don't understand okay. what the book is. <laughs> I but I figured I thought that's why I wasn't that excited about it. I thought it was just going to be he's taken over Jabba's palace and he's the new Jabba, so he's like, you know, leading a, a, a syndicate of some sort over the other population around mm-hmm. them. And then and then it was going to be about his book, whatever that meant. Like it was going to be about like you know, the adventures he had doing that, and it is. Sort of about that, but it, it goes so much more in varying directions and stuff. Uh, I, I ended up liking it so much more than I thought because it does a lot more with it and goes into his past. And like, mm-hmm. who who is Boba Fett, you know? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. But that's pretty much all I knew. Like, or I expected, I guess. What about you? I'm writing a book. <laughs> it's a cookbook. I need plenty of spice. Stir. <laughs> they should bring them back. Oh, my God. That's they should saying. bring her back. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I didn't really have any idea of what it was, just based on the the very end of the man. I think it was like a post credit scene, maybe of the Mandalorian oh, yeah. season two, uh, where it announces the book of Boba Fett, and I was like, "Book? No, shutting yeah. my brain off." And I was like, "Wait, there's additional words." Yeah. So I, I continued reading it. <laughs> That's what a book it, is. There are additional words. Oh God, it's so disgusting. Oh, no. <laughs> Why do we? We don't need to do this. Um, but. <clears throat> I I had just like a general sense that he was going to be like the head of a mob or something like that. Like he was he was like the the kingpin of this universe or whatever, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. But uh, kind of like Jabba the Hutt. Like I know he's like a crime lord, but like what does he do? He just he doesn't mm. like I don't know what Jabba does. Like what's Jabba's job? What's Jabba's job? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, like, I feel the same way. I gotta be honest, like, I loved The Mandalorian, like, both seasons so much that mm-hmm. I was, like, fairly hyped for this. Um, because I know Boba Fett is a beloved character in the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, finally, I'm gonna get to see him unleash and, like, be the Boba that I hear uh, pop culture mention he can be. Yeah. But I didn't really get that. And it's just, like, him sitting around in a chair in a dress. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, I didn't really, I don't know. I like, so you're looking for more out of your Boba. Yeah, I feel like I've seen gotcha. Boba Fett's bare feet way too many times to true. take him as a serious threat. You You've know? seen him in his underwear, his, his boxer briefs. Seen him in his underwear, yeah. He's got, the, he's got some weird, like, boxer briefs with, um, like, C4 packs on them <laughs> yeah. or something. I was going to say he has, like, a, yeah, like a Batman belt. Like yeah, a utility, utility belt. belt. Built yeah, into got a, yeah. Yeah. It has melatonin gummies. It has a sleep mask. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> other things I use in my personal life. <laughs> it has a butt plug with the jewel on the end oh, of it. Of course. You know? I'm not going to kink shame anyone. Yeah. You, know, you do you, Boba. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, I'll be honest. The first four episodes of this, I was like, I don't think this show is for me. And there's a certain point where mm. I was like, Maybe I'll just stop watching this week to week and just like finish up on, you know, once the series wraps up, sure. and I can talk to Steven about <clears> it. <throat> but then I saw a headline uh, the morning that episode five came out about Bryce Dallas Howard yes. coming back and like the the 
the Star Wars fans were like all riled up to have her direct a Star Wars movie. I was like, oh, wait a minute. She's back to direct something because I absolutely love that that season or that uh, episode in season one that she directed mm, where it was uh-huh. um, uh, you see that like it's like an ad, ad or something like that. That's uh, that weird like chicken oh, walker it, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That attacks the like the village. And yeah. Stuff. And that my that brain one? always goes back to that like blue night sky in that forest and then those piercing red eyes that. Mm. Uh, come through there and you get to see that on the screen. I was like, oh my God, that was like my favorite episode of that season. Right on. So I heard she was back. I was like, okay, I'll check this out. And oh my God, again, spoilers, the Mandalorian yeah. is back and it's the whole episode devoted to him. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Return of the Mandalorian is an episode. Oh my God. Yeah. The last three episodes of the season were like just a, a massive boost in quality to me. I don't even yeah, care I that Boba that. Fett was like not in episode five. He was in it visually in episode, or yeah, in uh, episode six, I don't think he even like spoke. But yeah. then like, it's just the Mandalorian story sort yeah, of for two so episodes. Like, oh, that's f- okay. That's mm-hmm. fine. This is like my version of Boba Fett. It's like a dude in a helmet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he's like a, a bounty hunter, and that's really all I I want from from this. You know, that's a good point though. The Mandalorian already kind of fills that void now of what you would kind of expect from Boba Fett to be in his adventures. So you don't yeah. need Boba Fett to really do it. Maybe. Yeah, but also I feel like. The Mandalorian has a, a creed that he follows. He's yeah, a, a gun for hire. So I don't think of him necessarily as a a villain, whereas Boba Fett, I feel like you could already... He's not like a true Mandalorian, right? Like he yeah. could... You could tweak those knobs in a way to where he could oh, yeah. become like super ruthless. I appreciate yeah. what you did there. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but he could become like a ruthless mob boss. And I thought that maybe was the trajectory from the start of this season to the end like he was gonna mm-hmm. be like more laid back and chill be like look i just got out of this like essentially a trimmer's guts and i'm trying mm-hmm. to rehabilitate my image uh i don't know what you've seen on twitter that's not me i had an off day yeah um, i canceled my account i'm just here in person <laughs> tell you everything's fine uh but i thought he was gonna get like more ruthless as the season went on because his pacifist ick approach to the way he was doing things wasn't, wasn't quite really working. working. Um, I wonder, also, yeah, if they'll explore mm-hmm. that more in season two. That's interesting. Yeah. I also wasn't, like, that big into the flashbacks of mm. him, like, getting out of the, is it a Sarlacc pit? Uh-huh. Um, because I don't feel like that really went anywhere. Like, I, I understand he, like, made his own little family with the Tuscan Raiders, mm-hmm. and... Um, they're not playing in the Super Bowl this year, are they? The Tuscan Raiders? I don't believe so, but I don't follow sports. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's hard mm-hmm. to tell. Um, that's the closest like sports joke I've ever made. <laughs> it was, it was, like both nerdy and sports. Uh, anyway, so uh, I don't know. Like, so it didn't really work for you those those aspects, which yeah, is pretty because, much the first four episodes. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much the first four episodes. Yeah. Because I I know that he like survives. Like, if there was like one episode, maybe like. Uh, episode one, you show Boba as like the new head and like laying the land of all the characters we're going to meet mm-hmm. there. Episode two could be like almost entirely flashback and you tell that story of him all like together. being raised by the Tuscans. But like having it divvied up amongst like several episodes, mm-hmm. I was just, it just seemed like we were wasting time. The CD, CD, uh, CW TV show Arrow 
was real bad about that. I know some people like that, having all the flashbacks, but I'm like, I know he fucking survives. I don't care about, like, all these, like, <laughs> side flashback stories you're, you're trying to tell. Like, it's it just seems like you're um, spinning your tires trying to meet the requirement for the runtime mm. of the, the episode and the series. Um, so I wasn't really that into it, but... Again, like once we hit episode five, I was like, "You have my full fucking attention." Right. With the Mandalorian. <laughs> I didn't realize we were going to get to see so much of like Mandalorian I stuff. Didn't like either. it's it's necessary. It's not like oh, you could skip the book of Boba Fett. You know. Oh yeah, you have to watch all these together. Yeah, yeah. You, you do. Yeah. That's so good point. I do appreciate that uh, that aspect of it as like a yeah. shared universe narrative. Um, but also the same could be said like, well, where would Boba come from? Well, watch. Mandalorian season two, you know? Yeah, I didn't realize they were going to be so interconnected. Like, mm-hmm. whenever we had the Mandalorian and then Boba shows up, that was like, oh, that's cool, that's a cameo. And then it's like, oh, they're making Book of Boba Fett. And you're like, oh, well, I guess, like, they just kind of introduced him back into the world this way. Mm-hmm. They might cross paths again, but, like, I wasn't ever expecting Mandalorian mm-hmm. to, especially, like, take over entire episodes mm-hmm. of this show, you know? And they're much more intertwined than I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially with, like... <laughs> If you could see my disbelief getting shattered as I was watching the show, I was like, oh, okay, so we've got the Mandalorian, but they're not going to show Grogu on this. Oh, we yeah. We see Grogu. It was like, <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to see Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, he's back too? For extended Ahs- sequences? There? Yeah, and like her being mm-hmm. back too, like and her show's coming out soon and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if at some point if these will also be crossing over with the Obi-Wan show that's coming yeah. out you know like i don't see a, a difference in them at all you know um wh- where they're coming out when and then and all that stuff so theoretically i would imagine they would also cross over which is cool because i thought that Wait. show was going to be by itself but is it well i don't know Ob- if it is obi-wan is set like way in the future or, oh sorry, i didn't realize it was past, a different, right? different time yeah mm-hmm. well it's still be it's got to be because he's younger so it's got to be like this takes place after episode three before or i mean after episode Oh, yeah, because you're saying, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. this is after episode six. That I would be, mm-hmm. like, before. That's, like, episode, like, after episode three and between three and four. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Ahsoka could still be around because she was around with Anakin. Yeah. Uh, you know, being trained by and stuff. So she could show up at least. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It'd be interesting uh, to see how much that one, if, if anything, because I, I just expected them all to be, like, Boba Fett I thought was going to be its own thing. Ahsoka would be her own thing. And then Obi-Wan would be his own thing. But now this one crossed over so much. Um, so I really like that because I had no expectations going into this, you know, for, for story okay. or quality or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a uh, I like I've always liked Boba Fett like a lot of people do. And mm-hmm. my the only history I really know about him is the stuff we did learn in the prequels when those came out with his dad, Jango Fett and him being like a clone of him and all that kind of stuff. But um i i expected him to be a little cooler and you know more bounty hunter-ish more mob boss-ish boss boss-ish it's a boss mm-hmm. bet okay. uh, <laughs> i couldn't get it out um but i don't I, I like the way they twisted things i like the story they came back i like that he is like trying to be a good guy i i like his relationship with the tuscan raiders and then training him and like him trying to save them and like us learning more about the Tuscan Raiders who were always just seemed like they were kind of, you know, just around shooting people off of bikes and stuff or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. and stealing shit. Um, and it's like, they have more of a backstory and like, 
Um, I don't know that you needed to, you know, give them any humanity or you needed to give Boba Fett any, but I, I like it. So I, I kind of, I'm allowing them to show me whatever story they wanted to come up with. And uh, due to my low expectations, and then also I didn't wait. Those first four episodes I watched in two days. So, and then I, I had also heard the fifth episode is where it really like gets good. Okay, and so yeah. I, like the next day I watched five and then like the next day I watched six and then I had to wait like, uh, you know, five days basically, I think for the last episode. So mm. maybe that helped me because I, I kind of got to swallow that story as like one cool thing of flashbacks. Like I did kind of watch it as one episode <laughs> yeah, almost. True. Yeah. So it helped. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think maybe the way you watch it kind of affects that too and your expectations and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I could go either way. I, I, I like the version you're, you kind of wish it would be, mm-hmm. but I also like what they came up with, too. Um, what do you think about, uh, damn, her name left my brain. Something Shan. Like f- oh, Finnick? F- Finnick. Finnick Shan. Shan. Yeah, um, I don't know much about her. Yeah. She, the way she like sliced up those dudes at the very end of the oh, series, yeah. I was like, oh, she's like, that's kind of... Uh, that's what I expected from Boba, I guess. Yeah. Like, not going to suffer fools. Yeah, yeah. Take him out. Just, like, cut off the Hydra's heads. Yeah. And, I wonder uh, if you're yeah. right, though. Maybe that's where they're heading now. Like, maybe he tried this in this season, but next one he's going to be more... Like, obviously, they just killed the, the head of every other family, mm-hmm. every other crime family on, on that area of Tatooine. And, like, yeah, maybe that's where they're going next. Is he's going to be like, well, I have to be this way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could be cool. Um, and then uh, let's talk about the new characters. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. There's so many. Oh, my God. There's a certain point. Okay. I, I, I was being dramatic where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't know about this, this, or this uh, for this first four episodes. But mm-hmm. my eyes lit up and my balls tightened when the <laughs> the black uh, Chewbacca oh, character. He's amazing. Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was yeah. like, who is this fella? That was the uh, the character that i was uh telling you about maybe it was on a, an episode of this the show maybe mm-hmm. it was like after we were done recording or whatever but like it was uh such a, a wild appearance of this character is like i instantly wanted to know more so oh, it yeah. turns out that this character was created by marvel for the star wars comics like oh, cool uh it was just after disney acquired star wars but um so oh, it was okay gotcha. the past like decade or so mm-hmm. but man he looks so fucking cool. He looks massive. I know. And so much different than Chewbacca, but the same, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, definitely someone we know it's familiar, but they they do it in a different way. That is mm-hmm. that's really cool. I, I think that this these series are are doing a lot of good um, that the that the sequel series didn't really get to or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about the era that this one is in and that one is in and like the in between, you know, six and seven this era uh kind of works for some of these ideas but they give like seven through nine almost gave you some nostalgia and it tweaked it in a way to make it new but it didn't always work like bb8 really worked he seemed familiar but new that was really Mm -hmm. cool but some of the like replaying of the plot didn't that well and these are all new plots a lot of new characters and stuff um but they're giving us something we like we're we're craving like familiarity but in a new way and seeing a Mm -hmm. wookie that is not friendly Chewbacca, who also is like very formidable, but he's friendly to our side, right? To see that angriness and like just be like a bounty hunter with like fucking uh, lightning knuckles, you know? (laughs) Uh, It's cool. Like it was so, so well done. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like um, that character. And then uh, his name escapes me as well. Uh, I'm I've never been good with like Star Wars names, but especially There's like a lot of weird ones. As you're leading up to it, remember, remember Cad Bane, Cad <laughs> yeah. Bane, totally this gunslinger <clears throat> dude. Holy shit! Oh man, when I saw this fellow walk onto the screen, it was just like, oh my god, are we doing a straight up western shit right yeah, now? Yeah, it was so and that was a cool were. episode. And I guess this is a character from one of the like Star Wars animated series that I've not mm-hmm. seen. Same, but uh, holy shit! I think that's the same thing with. Who else did you ask me about earlier? Um, I feel like there was someone else. Like, there's some characters from... Oh, uh, Fennec Shand. I was like, is she mm-hmm. also from the other, like, Star Wars properties, like, animated stuff that I don't know about? I don't I don't mm-hmm. really know where she came from, I guess, or her history. But Cad Bane as well, like, he showed up on screen, and I, I was like, I've never seen this guy, but he's super mm-hmm. cool looking. Yeah. And then it's like, if you watch those shows, though, this is even cooler. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. I gotta go watch that fucking... Sh- like, all those shows, you know? yeah. It, it does make me want to go and, like, just binge watch every single one of them yeah. because I, I've heard nothing but good things about those shows as well. But it just seems like a lot. It's like a large, a large task. It's a to, big task. To yeah. sit down. Um, Ross was telling me that there's some type of, like, Reddit thread you can pull up to find, like, the uh, story forward episodes of it. Because That's sometimes cool. they're just like, you know, it's an episode of the week or whatever. Totally. But um, that would probably be the, the best way to approach it. And you could uh, just shave it down to like 700 hours worth of viewing time right. instead of uh, 1,400. But um, yeah, man, he was fucking awesome. And I was a little bit bummed out when he, they like killed him. But I guess mm. maybe they didn't or whatever. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people get saved when you think they might be dying here. Um, but also, he, he could show up in other. He could show up in Ahsoka, like her show, yeah. you know, because they've had run-ins before, I guess, on the the old show and stuff. So, did they have him Ahsokan in that juice tube? At the end? Is that who that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Is that who that was? In a was juice it? tube? No, at the like the end credits thing. Yeah, was um the fucking like sheriff of the town that's right that's yeah, who yeah. it was yeah 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 Timothy Oliphant um, yeah I was bummed when he died and then I was like oh, yeah okay. but it seems like yeah. they're gonna be able to bring him back mm-hmm. from the back to tank get the juice tube <laughs> okay I wish that's what they called it like instead of the back to tank they're like get the juice oh okay man we'll get your juice again you know you know like a guy runs out with like a beaker in his hand he's got his his other hand underneath it to like catch any of the spills Oh, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, do it. But yeah, like all the gunslinger stuff, I absolutely love. That I, neat, my, yeah. my favorite version of Star Wars, I've I feel is anytime it's it becomes like a Western. Mm-hmm. That's when it really like clicks for me because it, it, it seems to like ground the whole thing. I know we're out yeah. in, in space and we've got uh, laser swords and we've got spaceships and all this stuff. But there's something about just like people walking on Earth toward each other and <laughs> yeah. uh, getting ready to have a, a showdown that really um cements the reality for yeah. me. Uh, one of the things I'll bring up now, because uh, after I watched Book of Boba Fett, I was so excited about everything with the Star Wars universe. Like, it just makes me want to go back and watch those animated shows. Makes mm-hmm. me want to do whatever. And on Disney+, Plus, they have so much Star Wars content on there. And so I watched a, a bunch of different stuff, because they have one... I can't find it right now on here, but it's... Um, it's about Boba Fett. It's, like, beneath the mask or something like that. And they kind of, like, mm-hmm. give a history of, like... Yeah, they show like old clips of when they were testing out Boba Fett in the seventies and the eighties and whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess it was for Empire that he shows up, so like seventy nine, eighty. 
And uh, like he started off as like a like fully white armor and stuff, and they go through all the history of that and like how they got to painting him, and it was just really mm-hmm. cool. Joe Johnston is the guy who like created the uh, the Bo- Bo- Boba Fett like look and painted that suit. The guy ended up directing Captain America, Jurassic Park three, yeah, Jurassic Park three, exactly. Jurassic uh-huh. Park three is Joe Johnston uh-huh. uh, was like the creator of Boba Fett, like one of the creators. Uh, just like cool stuff. They you know they interview them or whatever. Sure. Um, so there was that, and then. Um, uh, a bunch of different ones they had that they they went through a lot of the like the designs of things um, that they did for that show and they have a lot more for the Mandalorian they have a lot of like the process mm-hmm. and everything of how they they make that show using uh, I think they call it the volume or whatever that's like the stage that they're on and like some of the effects they create and um, it, I don't know it was, I I here's the thing I I basically lost the thread of why I brought that up specifically <laughs> to your question or what what you had just mentioned. Um, but a lot of them were very cool and you should definitely check them out because there's a lot of special stuff on Disney plus yeah I watched those before they were um, or at least the Boba Fett one before they put out the series or whatever it was like to to get you amped up for the series Mm -hmm. and and whatnot yeah but um, those are all like super interesting to me all the artwork that they have on record and uh, to to hear the people talk about the whole process of creating this iconic character and whatnot Mm -hmm. um Speaking of, like, Boba's costume, what do you think about them changing it from, like, the gray costume to the black one? Is that supposed to be in reference to the Tusken Raiders that he initially oh, yeah. would make love to? Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. It was so tender. Um, mm-hmm. I like that they kept their mask on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you couldn't tell if it was a, a man or a woman or, or, or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful scene. Look, um, we all have buttholes, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the beauty of Star Wars. It's the like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Starlight's hit. It was a message, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's uh, the bedazzled jewel on the butt plug of Star Wars. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, I think I was going to just talk about how it's... it's They, they talk about how uh, in those shows, this is what I was bringing it up for, I guess, is the influence of that. Like, they, mm-hmm. like John Favreau, when he created The Mandalorian and then led into the book of Boba Fett, he... He was like, we're not going to watch a lot of Star Wars movies and try to emulate what George did. We're going to watch a lot of the movies that George watched that inspired him to make Star Wars. So that's where they oh, went yeah. back to like Akira Kurosawa and mm-hmm. and like um, Lone Wolf and Cub in, in particular, mm-hmm. um, being kind of like a, a Mandalorian and, and Grogu situation, you know, like they, yeah. they leaned on that. And then the Western influence and stuff. And I find that... There are so many aspects of these shows to me that are so much more fulfilling as a Star Wars fan, the way that they're going about them, the way they show things, the effects that they have in them, like the like bringing in the new Rancor and stuff and like the different things, like how you can actually like it'll bond with someone and not just be like the scary creature. Like there's so much to it that was really neat. And um, and uh, you're back. And I was still just talking the whole time. That's so right. I'm going to keep going, but there, we did have a little freeze. Internet's fun. Uh-huh. Um, but like bringing the Rancor back, bringing all these things and like showing them with new effects and how cool it can like be to bring them all in there. Like I, just the way these shows are going about it, I feel is just really refreshing. And I, I'm so excited about Star Wars again, um, much like I did with like Scream when it came out to Scream 5 recently. I was like, mm-hmm. I just want to be part of Scream World again. And this one, too, yeah. like I'm like so excited about them way more than the sequel series ever got me to to be excited about them again. Um, and I love the, that they're wearing their influences on their sleeve with the Westerns and the samurai stuff. It's, it's so cool in this in these two shows, you know, so far. Yeah. Yeah. That was certainly the best way to approach it instead of just basing Star Wars on Star Wars, base it on its yeah. DNA, you know, of what where a cool it came idea. from. 
And when there was a freeze a moment ago, um, yeah. you said you kept talking, but I like I couldn't hear what you were saying clearly. But like, did you bring up the biker mice from Mars? <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> that's perfect. I did not. I did okay. not. Okay, so let's talk about that. So uh, there were a couple of episodes this season. I don't know who directed each episode. Um, Robert Rodriguez. They, yeah, they, they, they put that at like the, the end of... Uh, like you watch the show and then you find out who directs it yeah. or whatever, right? Um, but yeah, uh, I'll say on the the first episode of the show, it looked like they were on a sound stage when they were there was like that rooftop battle with uh, Finnick Shand and mm. um, uh, some some other people. I don't even remember who it was, but it looked yeah, very like the ninjas. Yeah, it looked very like TV show esque, and mm. I was like, eh, that doesn't really have like. That's the first time in a, a live action Star Wars Disney Plus show where i was like oh this looks like a a tv show to me Mm -hmm. um and i believe he directed that episode and then um later on where it had the uh the the speeder bike chase but um it was like it was very slow which is like okay a lot of people have pointed that out but Mm -hmm. i think for me the thing that stands out is it looking so fake is that like the the bikes when they go around corners or whatever they don't tilt at all they're just like yeah they're weird right yeah, they're on a rail or something, and it, I don't know. I feel like in in any other Star Wars anything, you would be able to see like the the bike tilt to the right or left as you're like coming around a, a corner, and that was missing. Um, I don't know, but it seems like a I choice. I just disagree with the choice. Yeah, yeah, same. Right? Same, That's how yeah. I felt about it. Like, like think... the design of the bikes in general is very out there, and I did not like it. <laughs> it's it's very like mod. And I will yeah. say, as, as, as someone who likes their uh, heroes to be color-coordinated a la Ninja Turtles mm. and Power Rangers, I do like the the color separations of the mm-hmm. bikes, but, like, for the most part, I don't know anything about, like, the characters who rode them, you know, other than... I don't care like, about oh, any of them. We're, like, mod punks or right. whatever. It's like, okay, well, you're just fodder for me, you know? I don't <laughs> I fodder, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, uh, they're very cartoony characters and their bikes are cartoony like the biker mice from mars is a great way to describe that because it seemed very silly and um i i kept watching them and being like man i don't understand the design of this i don't really like them as characters like there's not much to them or whatever and like everything about it i just didn't like the aesthetic and Mm. i was like oh they're gen z yeah (laughs) i don't like them like that's exactly what i thought i was like i just don't understand it uh, at know. that point where uh, Boba Fett was trying to like get whatever shit back for that one dude, it was like mm-hmm. the the guy who owns that restaurant or whatever. Oh, the water and stuff. The water, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was like trying to get something back from them. I was expecting that uh, the girl who I think is the the leader or whatever to be like, okay, boomer or whatever yeah. to like Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Like what the hell? Their version of it, yeah, yeah. It was I kind got, of. Goofy. I got burned so bad. I'm gonna have to go get in my juice tube. <laughs> All right. Um, but I could forgive it. And then by the end, the way that they do kind of play a role, you know, in, in helping mm-hmm. Boba and his quest, or whatever, in this war and stuff like I, I could see like where they're going with it. And it's OK. It didn't really bother me, but it's like mm-hmm. I didn't love it the whole time I was watching. it. I was like, OK. Uh, and yeah. I heard about that one, too. That It was like this slow bike chase. So when it happened, I actually thought I was like, it's not sl- like that slow. Um, yeah. It's not super fast, but it's it's more of like. They have this quality um, of the effects, and mostly I like it. The bikes, like you're saying, is kind of weird, where they don't really turn right. But it's so interesting how they they'll bounce when people get off of them. They look like they're mm-hmm. on some sort of like trailer system or whatever that they've like digitally yeah. erased. And I, I wonder so much about how they specifically did some of those. I've seen a few of them where they're like on kind of like 
you know, like steel, like things that kind of like hang out in the air to, to, to have them kind of float there or whatever. They like digitally mm-hmm. remove that. But some of it looks really cool. Um, I like the show so much and its effects for the most part are really, really cool. And I like yeah. them because like we mentioned it with the uh, Mandalorian, the, the way they they'll film the ship flying through space looks like a model, like a, a physical small model that's just mm-hmm. done really well with modern techniques and cameras. So it's really crisp. Mm-hmm. But it has this cool, like, old-school, new-school vibe to it. And I just feel, especially for Star Wars and its lived-in future sci-fi concept, it it really fits really well. I feel like they've dialed in this effect, for the most part, uh, mm-hmm. so well. Uh, like, the Rancor, the way he looks um, yeah. going throughout the city, like, it looks so good. Like, the sunlight, the shadows are fucking stellar. But he still kind of looks like a model, and I'm like, that's exactly what I want from Star Wars, though. I want that mm-hmm. kind of quality. Um, yeah. So for the most part, I really dug that. Yeah, that that final battle was awesome. Like that whole episode, that mm-hmm. uh, episode seven, I really enjoyed it. Um, I did think it was a little bit weird that like Boba in the Mandalorian, their plan to like take out all the people they were surrounded by was to jump out into the open and just start <laughs> firing, <laughs> not like hide behind anything. When but they're flying around, like, though. Yeah, I like that because they're like, I, I like to think that the other people are like, they're flying. What? Oh. Jetpacks. <laughs> I think they started out flying, but then they landed yeah, in the yeah, like, yeah. town square. They do. Or whatever, they just kind of shoot around. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. But, but they have uh, the armor I, and they're like, fuck it. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Again, this is like you said it well about being able to just like accept it and roll with it for mm-hmm. you know certain aspects of it and that's my whole approach to star wars is like oh i guess this is what we're doing yeah um, that's a good way to do it so it's just like i you know i'm i'm fine with it um but man i just there's a lot that happens in that that last episode it's like almost an avengers assemble oh, like yeah. type of scenario where you bring back all these characters you've got uh essentially like the cast of a separate tv show that's right trying to help the the cast of the main show we're watching and I don't know. I I, I, I kept waiting there. for Alf. <laughs> I kept yeah. waiting for him to save the day. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He never showed up. They never even mentioned the planet Melmac. <laughs> Let me write an article on my website how Star Wars failed to mention Alf. Like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know if um, they failed. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a whole separate thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember where I was uh, going to go from there. Well, I will say, uh, since we've already kind of talked about it a little bit, the episode five with the return of the Mandalorian and then into six when it's pretty much just his episodes, I had heard a lot of criticism about the show and how it should have been just Mandalorian season three or like people keep calling it 2.5. And I'm like, no, I, I feel like it's a different thing. I just like how they're crossing over. Like they're saying like all of these are connected mm-hmm. and these characters are going to be in each other's lives a lot. And I, I yeah. thought it was a good departure and like. I mm-hmm. liked that it's like this seven episode TV show that had these tangents that they would go on and like, like explore this for a while. And like, I was like, not like we were just kind of preparing for the war. So nothing was really happening mm-hmm. at that point. It's not like we were like waiting to get back to the story of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of in a holding pattern in any way. And then, uh, but man, whenever he shows up, when the Mandalorian shows up again, I was just like, it's fucking great. And mm-hmm. his, Everything around his storyline, I was I, I was dazzled. I felt like a fucking kid watching yeah. his shows for the uh-huh. for the two things, the return of Luke and when they, yeah. when they and they brought him back so much. And then whenever um, Din Djarin goes to get his new ship um, from the uh, the mechanic chick, 
um, and it's an old Naboo N1 Starfighter, and they, uh-huh. like, hot rod that shit. Holy fuck. I had, like, goosebumps watching that. I, I, I loved it so much. I love that ship design so much. It's like, yeah. when we talked about episode one, and it did, like, because of nostalgia, I did like it more this time. Um, the ship design is, like, number one in that movie. That's amazing. Everything mm-hmm. in it is so cool. Um, the design in that is, and in Naboo itself, not even the ships, the Naboo city is cool. Um, but that ship in particular is so neat and the yellow, the chrome, all of it and the shape of it and stuff. And the way that they like hot rod it out, they do things that don't make any sense in a spacecraft. Like they literally have part of the engine outside of the ship and it makes no sense, but it's cool as fuck. Uh-huh. Um, stripping most of the yellow paint, it just looks like an old hot rod. I, I just, the idea that like George Lucas, you know, made American graffiti. He loves hot rod culture. He's he's influenced Star Wars as well with that kind of stuff. But then sometimes it feels like Lucas had these ideas in, in like episode one and two where he didn't quite it, it like they didn't quite work. You know, like I, I want them I want them to for him, but it just doesn't. And sometimes I feel like um, John Favreau and um, Dave, Dave Filoni, Filoni have such a good grasp on what George would really want the way that they brought in this hot rod culture and used a ship that would have been like 30 or 50 years old or whatever by this time. Mm-hmm. And then that someone would, there wouldn't be a lot of them around. So people wouldn't be used to them and they would be able to like soup it up and it'd be this, I don't know. It's the coolest fucking concept. I was so excited when that happened. I thought it was the neatest thing. Yeah. I thought about that as well with the, um, the American graffiti of it all, mm-hmm. because that is like one of his big, like early movies right yeah um with that uh the whole like hot rod culture and whatnot so to mm-hmm. see that get brought back in for the mandalorian's new ship again you do have to watch this show like mandalorian you have three, to. He's, gonna yeah. sh- he's gonna show up with uh, a new car <laughs> right. essentially he got his baby back <laughs> yeah uh no ribs and then um his his kid has a new t-shirt that he wears under his robe um yeah it's all fucking new shit you gotta know it, yeah. Uh, that said, I wonder if Robert Rodriguez was like, yeah. And then there are also greasers on motorcycles, right? <laughs> and they're like, uh, I guess so. What? Uh, maybe? I'm gonna have to bring them back. Um, but uh, can we talk about Luke Skywalker? Let's do I it. Feel, I feel like, uh, okay, there's a lot of criticism with uh, Luke at the end of Mandalorian mm-hmm. season two. Um, obviously there's like de-aging, there's deep faking involved. There is like voice manipulation, all of the stuff that went into it. I feel like for the most part, they fucking nailed it. Oh my God. Yes. On this one. It looked, I kept trying to look for scenes, but then I kept getting lost in like the story of it all. Cause my brain was just like, Oh, Luke is back. You know? Oh man. And I really do think they took a, a huge leap forward with that technology. And for he, sure. he looks great. Sounds great. Uh, yeah. It's great. You know, didn't even talk about anyone's buttholes, which is what I would have done immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's make, make up fuck. Some, make up some buttholes. <laughs> it's like, what would that even look like? You know? Yeah. I, from what I'd heard, I, I couldn't find confirmation of this again because uh, I mentioned it to someone the other day and I wanted to, to verify this guy was. But at the end of Mandalorian, when they show he shows up and it looks pretty good. But it mm-hmm. wasn't, like, great. There was a little, like, Uncanny Valley going on there. and the, the, It just looked a little digital and stuff. But there yeah. was a guy on YouTube who took that and deepfaked it on top of what they had done. And it looked fucking stellar. Mm-hmm. And from what I had heard a few months ago, Disney hired that guy 
after that. Oh, yeah. And brought him on the team. And I didn't know. I just thought in general they were going to use that. I really didn't know that we would see Luke again. Like, mm-hmm. I thought I was really sad that, that Grogu kind of left because I thought that was it with his story. And I thought Mandalorian would you know continue his adventures outside of that. Yeah. Although I'd love for them to be together. And so it's cool at the end of this mm-hmm. that Grogu's back and everything. Yeah. And uh, and we'll see now that Grogu's gone, like, f- from Luke, I mean, like, will we see Luke again in these series? I don't know. But, mm-hmm. man, I, I did not expect him to be in this for, like, 20-minute scenes, you know, where it's just yeah. them. Like, mm-hmm. and it looked so stellar. Mm-hmm. I am floored. Like, the, the implications of this are, are crazy to me because I... They've talked about, you know, and they brought people back in Star Wars like Peter Cushing and, and like young Leia and stuff, you know, to mm-hmm. varying effects. Um, but this is like, oh, God, like they they dialed it in and mm-hmm. it fucking works. And his voice I heard is uh, it's all computer. They like, yeah, they fed a neural network, his like old performances. Mm-hmm. And it sounds 100 percent legit to me. Like I could not tell you <laughs> that was computer at all. Mm-hmm. I it floored. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't understand how the technology works. Yeah. I'm a little bit troubled that it does work mm-hmm. because I'm like, am I even talking to Steven right now? Right. I don't know. I'll never know. Yeah. And neither will the listeners because no yeah. one listens to the show. It's like it's really the juice is not no worth this No Are we even talking right now? Is this just That's how air? good it is. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I did see um, after the episode came out this past week, uh, the, the actor who played young Luke. Mm. And again, they were just like. They had, like, a, a body double, essentially. Yeah. And he would go through the actions, and they would put his, like, Luke's digital head, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, the head from Total Recall that Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, yeah. takes off. <laughs> Has those little, like, line bars yeah. that, like, separate the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was, like, the, the like, actual, like, actor on set for mm-hmm. everything. And he was just, like, he had to keep everything secret until, like, it, he showed up or whatever. But he was, he seemed so elated to be part of star wars and like so grateful to be in it and uh he had this post on instagram where he was like i had a good time with this person on this like he went through like the hair and makeup people he was like that's awesome i I, I love gabbing with the gaffers hell yeah dude (laughs) like he was just like seemed so enthusiastic and that's like that's what i i i love about fandoms in general even Mm -hmm. if it's uh, a fandom that's uh i may not take part in it's like it's good to just to be part of of seeing somebody else's hearts being warmed by the thing they love so much, you know, mm-hmm. except for like, you know, Nazi memorabilia collecting or whatever. Like that's like, yeah, it's a little I'm different. Like, yeah. I'm like, I got to get a new family. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just to, to, to know that the, the person who is fulfilling that role is so enthusiastic about it and gets to play such a pivotal role. That's in amazing. It. Yeah. And like, I don't feel like that precludes them from being able to like have their own role where they get to be visually on screen later on, you know, like mm-hmm. Mark Hamill himself has voiced like aliens and whatnot in uh, later Star Wars movies and whatnot. So maybe it works the other way around. I don't know, but yeah, he could um, be in something else. Yeah. Yeah. Just to know that people who are part of this process enjoy themselves and are grateful to do so is, uh, just fun to see, I think. Yeah, for sure. It's like watching, uh, Simu Liu with, um, all the, I can't think of the, what it's called now. Uh, Shang-Chi stuff. Shang-Chi. Yeah. That yeah. he's mm-hmm. like, just so excited to be a part of it. And like, mm-hmm. was a fan of that, of those movies. And then like, 
you know, is now a part of them or whatever. Like, that's so cool. And mm-hmm. especially Star Wars, it's so old now, too. Like, it's hard to get anybody, you know, younger that's not influenced by it or wasn't a fan and in some way doesn't know about it, you know. And so a lot mm-hmm. of people that are going to get involved, hopefully, would be fans, you know. And, like, mm-hmm. f- through Dave Filoni and, and John Favreau and everybody that's involved in this, yeah. um, seems like they all grew up on this and want to be a part of it. And, they like, mm-hmm. I feel like it just shines through. Like, everybody's dedication to a good story and, like, the quality of it. Um, and pushing effects forward, which is what Star Wars has always done and, and Lucas Mm -hmm. has always done. And, um, it's just a really cool culmination of all, all these years of all the Star Wars stuff that this one guy created. Um, I like the sequel series, the sequel trilogy a lot, uh, more than most probably, especially Rise of Skywalker. I like a lot, but Mm -hmm. these feel so much better to me. Like I haven't rewatched the sequel series since I've watched these shows really. Mm -hmm. And, um, and definitely I've watched these more, you know, if anything, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, I'm really loving what they're coming up with, with everything on this, the, the, the backstories for people, the Western vibes, mm-hmm. the, the effects, the, the characters and stuff. It's just, it's all, it scratches the itch fucking so well. Um, yeah. And I really, really dig it. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I again, like the first four episodes were kind of like, eh, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I, I didn't have like the, um, the need or the huge desire to uh, watch each episode right away as soon as it came out until Mando showed up. I was like, oh, I'm all in. Yeah. Grogu's up in this. Right. And then fucking Luke's in there. Ahsoka, whom I barely know, but I, I like uh, Rosario I mean, Dawson yeah, hell yeah. quite a bit. So like, I was like, damn, they're just going to have everybody in this show. Okay. I see what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, so I'm curious for you. Um, I don't think this should be or could be Mandalorian season three. I just like that it's all kind of one world of the TV series stuff. Yeah. That's all kind of connected, whatever. But for me, I thought Mandalorian season one was really cool. Season two did a lot of fucking cool stuff and then brought Luke back. And I was like, man, this this season was even better. And for Mm -hmm. me, because I liked a lot of the Boba Fett backstory stuff, I thought this one was my favorite so far. Like, and it's specifically because of when the Mandalorian comes back and then mm-hmm. Luke is way more in it. Um, but I'm like, the things that happened and the the cool shit we got to see with the, the Naboo Starfighter, uh, with Luke, uh, with Grogu, all that stuff, like, and then seeing Boba Fett again, and I thought it was neat. Like, for me, I this is the one that I'm, I want to go back and watch again. I want to watch all of them again. I haven't seen the yeah. other seasons in a while. Um, but I'm excited to rewatch them and then get back to this one because I thought it was was great. So I just think they keep ratcheting mm-hmm. it up. But uh, I'm curious for you, uh, where would you rank this one? I guess in the uh, compared to the other seasons so far, I I prefer the Mandalorian over the book of Boba Fett. Um, as you said, the word book is in it immediately. I'm just yeah. like taking it back. Sure, totally uh, am. My hand has gone numb from uh, clutching my pearl so tightly. <laughs> oh, wearing the title. Yeah, um, <laughs> you don't wear pearls on your neck. To be clear to everybody. Well, I do. I just don't put them there. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. So they can still snap up there if you want a, a necklace on a on a pinch. Yeah. In a pinch. I guess it depends on how strong the fella's load is. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, way you said that. <laughs> the fella. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I, I love the Mandalorian... And that cast of characters so much that by the time we got to episode five in this series, I was like, oh, my friend's back. I get to hang out yeah. with him and Grogu and all these people some more. Even when R2-D2 showed up, I was like, oh, is that R2? Yeah, right. It's Hello. like, oh, so yeah. Hey, yeah. buddy. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Long time no see. And C-3PO as R2-D2. Oh, wow. I didn't oh. realize he played that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do that with robots. Oh, you can just interchange them? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. They don't like it, but fuck them. I mean, <laughs> they don't have feelings. Hey, man. It ain't Skynet yet. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Let's make it, okay? Let's treat them as poorly as possible. <laughs> I think that's where we're going with like the Luke Skywalker voice technology. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, okay, so reality is just Skynet. It's, excellent, it's excellent. Even bigger and more deadly than we thought before. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it makes sense that they're, you know, Skynet sort of matrix thing. They're, they're like making a matrix. Like they're mm-hmm. going to be able to recreate our faces and voices. Uh, they're shooting this on this soundstage that digitally projects these images around them so they can shoot them in real environments. What's the next step? Our real lives. We're all living on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. Or are we already? Are we all getting Truman showed right now? Wow. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to change my shower habits real quick. <laughs> I'm going to have to increase them. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being watched, they put those numbers up, you know? <laughs> it's like... Amanda's like, Steven, did you take a shower? You're like, uh-huh. And it immediately cuts to you just like splashing your hand in the water. It's like, oh, I love cleaning myself in the shower and bathing. Just like stink lines constantly coming off of you. Listen, I I, I like my stink lines, okay? I like them. They're a part of mm-hmm. my persona. I had them installed before the pandemic. It's the last bit of reality I'm clinging exactly. to. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving that up. No, why should you? Thank you. Yeah, this is America. This is where freedom was invented. You can pry my stink lines from my warm, moist armpits <laughs> when I die. <laughs> I'm just picturing like a coroner's office. It's like, uh, what was the cause of death? Uh, death. Overly moist armpits. Um, oh, it was. Took him uh, out again. We, uh, we got a report from the doctor. They coached him to put a couple of loaves of bread under there yeah. on a regular basis. He wouldn't do it. He said, checks notes, I love freedom too much. <laughs> Ellipses, bitch, parentheses, in Freddy, Freddy Krueger voice. Mm. Hmm, that's Close interesting. You, I, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. You're supposed to so. read it that way. Mm-hmm. Not read that yeah. out. Yeah. He, well. he was just, he had a type. You know? Yeah, it was weird, mm-hmm. man. But he died doing what he loved, mm-hmm. stinking. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no bread pits for this guy. That's right. No. Yeah. Oh, bread, bread pit. pits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was great in Fight Club. You know, you think he's playing white, but really he was wheat the whole time. Man, yeah, mm-hmm. it really changes your whole perspective if you go back and watch it that way. You know. You're like, oh my god! You know how the film footage was grainy? So was he. Oh wow! It's filled with grain the whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Nutrients, all of it. Oh man, that yeah. really changes my whole perspective on him. It really does. And like heist you know? movies, you know. Uh huh. Like, Cerebus. Exactly. An alleged heist movie, starring Brad Pitts. <laughs> starring Brad Pitts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Did you have anything else for uh, Boba Fett? Uh, no, I, I feel like uh, I've said enough about it. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm good, man. I, I, okay. I just I really like where they're heading with these. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see the next shows. Super excited for Obi-Wan. They announced it's coming out May 25th. Really? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, I saw somebody, uh, an artist I follow on Twitter had mentioned it because he was like, all these shows have been coming out on Wednesdays. Um, I think because I'm not following it. Around. Mm-hmm. I think it's Wednesdays. And he was like, May yes. 4th this year is a Wednesday. So he's like, so let's celebrate May 4th this year by watching Obi-Wan on May 25th. What? 
Yeah. He's like, guys, you had a perfect opportunity. But mm-hmm. then I saw that it is the 45th anniversary of the original Star Wars being released in theaters, May 25th, 1977. Oh, okay. So that's why they're going with that, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, really looking forward to that. And then whatever they do with Ahsoka and, you know, if they keep whatever they keep doing with Mandalorian and Boba Fett, I'm here for. So uh, wait, the the original movie titled Star Wars came out on May 4th, May 25th. May 25th. Yeah, oh, so that's okay. why the, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the uh, Obi-Wan is coming out then instead of May 4th this year. Oh. Presumably. That, uh, well, they, ha- they have to do something on May 4th, right? They use, see, it's always like Star Wars Day, mm-hmm. you know, May yeah. the 4th be with you. But that's why they were like, why aren't you releasing it then? And you're making us wait till the end of the month to see Obi-Wan, like fucking release it on Star Wars Day. Yeah. But then they're trying to do the anniversary of the movie. And so it's a, a different, different goal, I guess. But I'm, basically I'm, I'm saying I'm annoyed because I have to wait longer. <laughs> yeah as long as you're not annoyed that's trying to take my domino's pizza i would never cotton to that i would never steal your domino's pizza thank you uh but i'm i'm skeptical of this may 4th news uh i feel like disney oh, yeah. is gonna have something planned yeah maybe I like feel, feel like they're up to something special they usually are man that mouse disney i'm watching you on occasion like as i, <laughs> I watch check it. the app you know a couple times a week I check it out like, to see what's going on you know, I'm just, it's not a threat. I'm just like, <laughs> excuse me, I had something in my throat. Uh, but yeah, interesting. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah. I bet they're going to do something. We'll see, man. It's coming up soon. <laughs> I know Disney at all. I feel like they're going to do something. Maybe that's the day they launch the Matrix. <laughs> they bring this technology. Matrix? Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's, we're going to try to be doing our Matrix movies, and they're going to Matrix us at the time. Wow. You heard it here first. They're going to Ted Lasso us. Oh, my God. Into the Matrix. Well, we're all going to coach soccer. Yeah, but not know the rules. Uh-huh. If 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 not knowing the rules to a sport gets you a coaching job, Brent and I are your guys. Hey, yes. Get get at us. Yeah. We given as we're recording this, the Super Bowl is oh, coming right. out later today. <laughs> I could not I keep forgetting about it. I only know. <laughs> uh, wait, who's playing it? Like the, the I have Bengals? no idea. And then like somebody else. Uh, and I looked at this on my phone last night as my wife was like, oh, when does the what network is the Super Bowl on? I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, it has to come on TV. That's right. Uh, yeah, so I had right? to look that up. And then uh, I just remember the bee was in a tiger stripe. And then I don't remember the other team, but it's also an animal, I believe. The aardvarks. The aardvarks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the Cerebus aardvarks <laughs> versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you got the city right. That's right, right? Mm-hmm. Cincinnati? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about Man, that. Like, nice. I, I feel like you could give me a, a sports team city and I could just like tell you what it is. Weird. Just just from like the uh, alliteration or not alliteration, oh, but yeah. like the the just from it being drilled into my head. Yeah. Over the course of my lifetime, you know, Miami. Um, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Comma. I'm in. <laughs> You got it. You yep. got it. LMFAO nails it yet again. Miami bitches. The Mi- <laughs> it's a progressive team. Yeah. It's yeah. not a Native American thing, so it's good. Man. You're a bitch. You're a bitch. <laughs> I'm a bitch. We are bitches. It's like a dog comes out with a bow on its head. No, it's like a female, but Ooh, it's not I like, like that. specifically to like, you know, kind of a weird message because you're saying uh-huh. that like all women are it's like it's a confused narrative but like you get that they mean well exactly you get that because yeah. they're miami yeah Poppy. and that's why 
it's okay to say now. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. We get it. Exactly. We get it. So, yeah, Cincinnati Bengals playing the Chicago Bulls uh, <laughs> later today. <laughs> Oh, I had this thought. I had this thought uh, earlier this week where I had no idea who was playing in the Super Bowl. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny if, like, it doesn't have to be the Super Bowl, but, like, after the Super Bowl ends, there's a different football game that's played. But the only teams that can compete are non-football teams. Oh. And it'd be like... Yeah, it'd be like the New Jersey Devils versus the Chicago Bulls in oh, man. football. You'd be like, what? I would certainly watch that. That would be That'd so be much way fun. cooler, yeah. They're watching <laughs> yeah. people who know how to play a game. But they have to wear their own uniforms. Like, <laughs> But it's still full contact? It's still full okay, contact. Good. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm totally in then. You see these guys on ice skates trying to run on this <laughs> astroturf? <laughs> but you could use that to your advantage as well. Absolutely. You, you a good can defensive use line of knives. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, cut a throat if you need to. And those are other guys just have on like mesh shorts and tank tops. Oh, yeah. You're going to cut some nards up real oh, quick. Oh, yeah. Mm. I want to see some blood today. That's right. <laughs> mm. There will be blood. Yes. Well, that sounds oh. great. I'm looking forward to that game and not the Super Bowl. So I'm tuning mm-hmm. into TNT. We know sports. That's right. It's in the game. Welcome to Sports Fight. Here we go. <laughs> Stephen and Brent here. On the uh, grass, it's like a lot of people think it's grass that you have in an Easter basket. It's not. It's made for this thing where you put a thing in an end zone. What if it were Easter grass, though? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be kind of interesting. Robin Wright goes to a football game. She's like, hmm, so you have AstroTurf grass, but like (laughs) Easter grass is readily available? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm just saying, like, I would make choices. It's readily available. So, and then Bryce Dallas mm-hmm. Howard comes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Directing duo, power power duo right there. Oh my god. Both shows I watched. Make it happen. You bring you mm-hmm. brought in the the female directors and they're the ones that are like making this show amazing and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, get out of here, Robert Rodriguez. You're done." <laughs> You're done. <laughs> they take the cowboy hat off his head and just like throw it in the yeah. Easter grass. Go find it, bitch. Bitch. Everybody's a bitch. Man. Mm-hmm. It's just woman, child. It's a friendly thing to say to people. It is. It's, it's just the friendly. friendliest way you can exactly. greet someone. Go to a foreign country. Hi, bitch. You know? <laughs> take it here. Take it, Take the advice from us. We're really good at giving advice, and that's, that's a mean, good piece of it. Yeah, absolutely. How absolutely. can you not? How can you not? Well, uh, I think we both would recommend watching all of the Disney plus Star Wars shows. Uh, they've all been really fun. Yeah. Book of Boba Fett, no, no exception. The, uh, specifically the live action ones. I don't, I don't oh, have yeah. any. Um, For sure. Uh, I was gonna say affliction, uh, uh affiliation. Uh, I don't have affinity. enough affliction shirts. <laughs> yeah, all of my wallet chains get in the way. I can't. I have no room for them. Uh, no affinity for uh the Bad Batch. I tried watching a couple of episodes. Oh, yeah. and it was okay, but I feel like there's it's tied to a a, a different series, maybe Rebels. That's what or, I saw the other day, or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, I feel like I would have to watch some of that stuff to really let some of this take hold yeah but uh um, like the, the episodes i watched were, were fine i just didn't like you know didn't have any staying power for me personally. yeah i i tried to watch that the other day i was about to put it on but the the art isn't like my favorite and then i was reading about it mm-hmm. like it wasn't like i was gonna watch it just for the art it was gonna be amazing or whatever mm-hmm. and then the uh description of it like mentioned another they were like the bad batch from this show and i was like wait what 
Yeah. I, I, so I have to watch all of them. Like I felt that same kind of way. Like mm-hmm. um, I don't know that I'd be as interested in that. I'm, I'm interested in some of the animated shows specifically to see the characters we know, like Anakin and Obi-Wan, and then mm-hmm. the new ones that I've seen in these live action shows that I'm like, oh, they have a huge backlog of stories that I don't know about with like Ahsoka and, and Cad, Cad Bane. Is that his name? The Cadbury? Mm-hmm. Cadbury egg? <laughs> the Cadbury egg. The Cad Bunny? It brings it back to the Easter grass. It's <laughs> all connected. Sports. Nerd shit. It's all there. We're all the same. Easter We're buddies. all bitches. Oh, man. Do you, get it? Do you guys get it? Oh, my God. I hope we, we made our message clear. This? Do we have to keep saying this? <laughs> well, I had a lot of fun uh, watching that show. I'm really excited yeah. to, to rewatch Mandalorian and then get into the Book of Boba Fett again. And uh, mm-hmm. it was certainly fun talking to you about it. I love, I think for the most part, we, we agreed on, on things. Um, those first yeah. four, four episodes, I think it's better if you binge them. So I would recommend that. Uh, and certainly now you can binge the entire show since it's all out. So uh, mm-hmm. it's easy enough for that. But um, next week, as we mentioned earlier, as we found out, ourselves we are going mm-hmm. to review uh, cherry falls at the behest of our friend mitch saying we yeah. should do a full review on that i think that's a great idea so i am super pumped to rewatch that movie and to have you watch it and uh, see what we both think about it so uh, check it out it's on shutter in the u.s probably other places too otherwise it's available on blu-ray yeah thank god it's not on hulu i just i would listen to i don't know, <laughs> I don't know what or, to do, do with they, it they have shutter in other countries right like i think it's like in, international in, in yeah. canada yeah um, yeah, yeah i think thing. i've heard dave roberts mention it in um jolly old england yep um yeah i don't know i don't, I don't know where else that's they might have. the only places i've ever heard of so this is what the show's devolved into is just me wondering aloud oh what <laughs> is this thing available show? in another yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> geography and streaming with brent do they do they have this in egypt or did carmen san diego <laughs> take it that'd be amazing if it was every episode was just you like just typing in different places mm-hmm. and being like like croatia streaming mm-hmm. Carmen San Diego. Like you just look up different spots <laughs> yeah. for one one title each each week, uh-huh. and you just look it up in different territories and see where it's available, and just announce uh-huh. it like you're like the old phone guy you could like call and be like time and temp. Uh huh. You can be like, <laughs> yeah. where is a streaming with Brent? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out in Turks and Caicos, you can watch both <laughs> Batman '89 and the Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy. Oh, huh. convenient. Weird. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> <laughs> kind of turned into a bird there. Uh-huh. I like uh-huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> Yago over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so come out. Uh, come come out. Yeah, sure, whatever. Come out next week uh, to our live show where come we discuss out. Cherry Falls. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, other than that, you can always contact us. Uh, all the info is in our show notes. You can also rate and review us on your favorite podcast app, Five Stars. It's always appreciated. Brent, I had a really good time discussing Book of Boba Fett. I'm so glad that neither of us had to read this. Um, I still don't know what the book is. <laughs> I have no idea why it's in a book. I don't get it at all. Just call it Boba Fett and be good with it, you know? But uh, could have been apparently like there's the a book pamphlet. Coming. Yeah, the pamphlet of Boba the Fett pamphlet would have been like the same. <laughs> it's like a step-by-step process to securing your Boba Fett on the flight. Oh, man, that's, that's yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. You got to oh, se- secure has- your mask first. I see, because, like, it's a little bit confusing where Boba has that rocket pack thing, uh-huh. and he's, like, bend over, like the action figure would have to fire the missile. Yeah. But if you look at the pamphlet, that's how he does it. That's how he secures himself. Oh, okay. You put he's your head between planting. your knees, fire your rocket, yeah. try not to fart, and then <laughs> you're all good. Don't succeed, because you let yeah. one squeak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That really... 
it doesn't seem like like it's a fatal flaw. You know, it's like when they put that it's a fatal uh, flaw that hard reset button on the Death Star oh, in yeah. that, that like air vent. It's like we probably shouldn't put those here. It's probably a mistake. You know, there's something about like an errant toot that can really throw yep. off a rocket's <laughs> final destination. You know, it's, yeah, you it's can't strange. affect it. Yeah, you got to hold it in. Mm-hmm. And I think actually, if you hold it in, you tense up your body enough, it kind of helps with the trajectory of the missile anyway. And guys, we mentioned this earlier. Boba Fett, he has that utility belt on his boxer briefs. Oh, that's right. What does he have in there? That bedazzled butt plug. What? That's why a he bunch does of it. Them. Yeah. Well, an assortment. You want to, you want to, you know. It's like I like to make sure my uh, shirt and socks match. Oh he yeah. He likes to make sure he's got a different butt plug for the the different attire he has to wear. Is like, is it a helmet? Oh no. <laughs> yes. I grew big me eyebrows. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you do a spot on an impression of him. It's really good. <laughs> The Book of Boba Fett, <laughs> Chapter One: <laughs> Losing My Virginity. Oh, uh oh, oh wow, Boba! Yeah, this is gonna be interesting. Uh, Boba, I was reading your manuscript, uh, Chapter One: Losing Your Virginity. The first two words are "my dad," and I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I, I didn't read reading, the rest of to it. To be honest, I don't. I'm sure it's probably unrelated, but it's just not starting off. If you could just rewrite it, or maybe just throw that chapter out. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe weird. Just let it go because it's mm-hmm. weird. Uh, I know there's a lot of family stuff on the porn sites right now. I'm not mm-hmm. into it. Keep yeah. it to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I certainly am not going to read a book about it. Yeah, not without exactly. pictures. <laughs> yeah. And Boba is just sitting there, like uh, visually laughing the whole time. You can see his like shoulders popping up and down. He's like, uh, Boba, why are you laughing? He's like, you said, you said if you could just let it go. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not flying when you're a rocket right now, mate. <laughs> All right, I think we should cut it there because it's amazing. Yeah, so uh, come back next week for Cherry Falls. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Follow your nose. <laughs> Toucan Sam is a bird. That's like a weird, like a weird mascot. I guess he's got like a colorful... Uh, plumage and oh, his yeah. nose is colorful or whatever, but also he's like a bird. You know? It seems like <laughs> also good... he's just a bird. Right, everybody? <laughs> fucking bird, right? Yeah. Sugar Bear, he's got it going on. He gets it. But like, can you feed Fruit Loops to a, a toucan? I don't think you should try at the zoo. No. <laughs> In I the think privacy you get kicked of your home out. Where, there's, where freedom exists. Yeah. That's where you do it. With my freedom toucan. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I have two of them. <laughs> Freedom to can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Have, have you watched any of uh, Peacemaker yet? No, I still haven't. Oh, my God. Steven. I need to. I, I know it's going to be right up my alley. I just no, haven't yeah, started it yet. Th- this is actually perfect. I was going to say, don't watch Peacemaker as you're trying to watch the book of Boba Fett because, like, that's all I want to do is watch Peacemaker. Oh, Because right that on, show yeah. is so much fucking fun. But it has a lot of, like, heart and there's some dramatic moments as well. But there's a, uh, a character that we're introduced to named Eagly who is Peacemaker's pet eagle. Oh, yeah. And, like, this is in the trailer for the series or whatever, but Eagly does hug Peacemaker. It's just so heartwarming. (gasps) It's very cute, very cute. I do like eagles and hawks. All the birds can fuck off, but those two types of birds are pretty badass. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Always been cool with those. (laughs) Well... (laughs) 
this is like that one time you uh, came to Tulsa for a visit and we were walking around this park and somebody walked up with a clipboard uh, that was pro <laughs> <laughs> bird genocide uh-huh. and you were like oh i'll sign up for that like yeah. you interrupted their pitch you'd be like you don't have to say a word more i said give I me a clipboard i will sign people up too <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just sat on the park bench while you took over for that guy's shift mm-hmm. i thought you were a bird on the park bench i thought you were looking for bread <laughs> well yeah i was sitting i was like on <laughs> <laughs> I saw you fishing around in your uh, bag of glass. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-huh. Fisher's fishing. No, I was about to get you. So, so I got off there. I got off there. Yeah, I, I, I flapped my arms away. Yeah. Well, to be fair, whenever you sit on benches, you you just caw over and over. You just caw, caw. Mm-hmm. So like, it, I don't know why that is you do that, but it mm-hmm. l- lends me to think that you're a bird. You well, know? look, I don't like people wasting food and have the time you throw That's food right. on the ground for like... <laughs> ducks and squirrels and shit it just like sits there for a long time so i'm just like well i'll just eat this you know yeah so like, ah, ah, ah. people throw a, a half of a slice of bread in my mouth it's stale I'm like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> give me some lester's fixings quick <laughs> <laughs> pour some licorice anchovy flavored soda in my gullet please it'll wet this shit right down i bet a bird might like that mm-hmm. the anchovy part i well look we won't know until we try yeah. But again, if you have super moist pits, just throw some <laughs> bread underneath there. <laughs> then like discard then them on the ground in the park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would definitely eat it. Yeah. Salty, sweaty bread. Oh, I don't know. Oh, God. This is it's just quite a sticky wicket, isn't it? Because I don't I don't like wet bread. I don't like oh, it. There you go. Well, like it'll dry in the sun, oh, you know. God, I got to wait for it'll it. Get though. Crispy. Mm. What do you think mm. about that? No. no. I don't like it. I don't it's flavored I remember with, with sweat and dirt. <sighs> well, my Your balls favorite. are dirt colored, so yeah. There maybe. you go. I mean, it's a possibility. I remember in high school, I found out that Arby's had an au jus sandwich. I was like, oh, man, that sounds so good. And then I realized what au jus was. It's like, oh, a, a sandwich you make wet. I'm like, oh, Whoa. yeah. I don't need that wetness installation. Oh, I don't want <laughs> that. Like, so I'm going to get more wet. Right, guys. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like if That's you, interesting. Yeah. If you were to like soak it or just like drop it in the au jus sauce and then like put it in the oven to like bake, like bake oh, some okay. of the flavor, but it like rehardens the bread. I'd be like, wow. oh, okay, maybe. But like, I don't want to essentially dunk my sandwich in water. I'm not trying to <laughs> baptize a sandwich before I eat it. I like that you think about au jus as like water. It's, it, I would think you would love it. It'd be like just, it's just meat juice. Steve, I, I can't tell you how many times I've done a 5K where you come across a water table and someone's handed me a cup of au jus. I'm like, oh, that. not again. Oh, man. This happens every time I take it from that Arby's glove. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, fucking, what's his name? You gotta stop stopping at the Arby's table in the runs, man. I gotta stop taking, <laughs> I gotta stop taking drinks from Bing Rames in an Arby glove. Oh boy! <laughs> Recording. Oh yeah. <coughs> oh gosh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> Sometimes you clear your throat. You sound so different. St- Stephen has been an English lady the whole time. I didn't even know I sounded like this. I need to get some tea. <laughs> Man. Man, there you go. No, there we. I, it's like I, I. Did you hear that? It sounded a little different. I sounded different. 
It sounded slightly different. It's weird. Huh. I'm not used to uh, other people doing voices. It's uh, unsettling, but I won't change my ways. <laughs> That's on you guys. You have to deal with it. You know, sometimes you do so well, I don't. I, I feel like I'm not ready for it to jump in, you know? Um, like, your, your, your caliber of voice at work, I think, is, is high. I hold it in high regard. Oh, thank you. And so, uh, yeah, I put myself out there. Mm-hmm. Let my real voice shine through for once, (laughs) you know, because this has all been an act (laughs) until now. (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow. That would be wild. Mm -hmm. If if somebody had like um, uh, video footage of you, like just in your home by yourself, (laughs) like you're like in the kitchen making breakfast or whatever. And they hear that voice. But it's like just got about my toast. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, wait a second. He's using a weird voice and also his dick to butter his bread. (laughs) strange. Well, I'm English. That's how we do it over there. Yeah, I guess that is. You know, everybody does things differently. Every culture is different. It's the beauty of the world. Mm -hmm. He's out there. You know, now that I think about it, his eyes did light up that one time we rode down a cobblestone street. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. I just long for a cobblestone. You know, uh, we were walking down a cobblestone street in like downtown Tulsa. Uh, I think on New Year's Day, there's a portion of downtown Tulsa that mm. has has that, um, or like brick streets. But mm. you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. And it seems like such a pain in the ass to do it that way <laughs> because it's just <laughs> it's like a, a small a small section, like mm-hmm. maybe half a block of like it, like a decorative the, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the rest of it is just like regular like cement streets. I was like, what was the choice here? Mm-hmm, right. And was any amount of cost saved? Spoilers, I can't imagine so. Right. <laughs> like, actually, it was four times more, and it mm-hmm. feels worse. Uh, yeah. But it looks old-timey. It's not old-timey, but mm-hmm. it looks that way, so it has a charm to it. The charm mm-hmm. is we will pave it over in 20 years when it cracks. Be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Tulsa. We won't last that long. Yeah. And Shave we won't about. pave it over. Yeah, shave 80% of that time yeah. off there, and, and you're in the right range. But, uh, yeah, it does give an old-timely feel to the dispensary on the corner there. Oh, um, lovely. It's just like the merging of the old and new. Just like know? the dispensaries of yore. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> an old apothecary shop, you know? Ooh, But, but the the uh, the pot in apothecary is <laughs> like 15 times larger in the font you know i i actually 100 believe 100 believe there is a, a place uh dispensary called the apot the carry mm-hmm. yeah there's got to be oh, one out there there's got to be multiple out be. there we've got like ever since they they made it legalized for medicinal purposes mm-hmm. here in oklahoma it has bloomed wildly oh, here wonderful and of course that was like after you moved to Texas. So yeah. I, I can't like drive around and point all these things out to you and be like, isn't this wild that all this crazy? is here? This was like such a conservative place that tattooing in Oklahoma was illegal yeah. up until like maybe 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, not that long ago. Yeah. You're so it's real. all like it's rapidly changed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. But to drive down the highway and see billboards for dispensaries and just to laugh at all the names they come up oh, with, yeah. because it's just like, I can't tell if this is for like, if it's just text or whatever. At first, I'm like, I can't tell if this is for like a law office or a dispensary. Ooh, I like because that. it's like the, the font choices are just like, look, um, we don't know. We don't know what we're doing. We have a shop. Come buy our wares or sue someone. They might be combined, you know. Might help you expunge old records and 
mm-hmm. get medicinal free pot, you know, which is kind exactly, of not free, yeah. but, you know, legal. You know how in, like, offices, and I'm sure it's like this with lawyers as well, I'm sure you have some record retention you have to focus on, but otherwise I think, like, there's a, a good amount of paperwork that has to be shredded. What if instead of shredding that paper, you just smoked it, dude? Oh, baby, like, you shredded <laughs> I imagine that yeah, you have like the like a, an inside glass door between the uh, the legal area, like the law <laughs> office, and then the uh, the dispensary, and like they're like we actually take the recycling. We're a green company. We take mm-hmm. it. We do smoke it. Burning yeah. things is kind of bad, but we're inhaling it, so it's good, I guess. Anyway, yeah. uh huh. Here you go. Yeah, it helps your lungs grow, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's through the the glass door, and then if you keep walking toward the back through the beaded curtain, that's where all the porn is. Oh, man. This is a great shop you're coming Mm -hmm. up with. I love this place. Oh, it's a deep building. It's Lapothecary? Lapothecary, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Stephen, I think we found our sink word. Oh, perfect. I love it. I don't know if we're going to beat Lapothecary. Oh, yeah. All right, so we'll say Lapothecary on three to sink. One, two, three. Lapothecary. Hell yeah. I would shop there, man. That sounds like a great place. <laughs> I was going to show or say that uh, Amanda the other day found this tweet and sent it to me. And it said, uh, at a weed store, you could say, I want something to help me sleep that won't make me wonder if my back door is unlocked. And they will take you seriously. Think hard about it. And they say, have you tried Ooga Booga Spy- Skywalker cake? <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly how it is. There's this dispensary uh, on the way to us getting groceries every week called Lemonade. I don't know if it's like a chain or whatever, mm, yeah. but they have this super fun font. It's so fun looking that I'm like, I want to go in there and patronize that place. I don't even do weed, you know? You know, you could tell by the way I say do weed. Yeah. But like, as I was it like. It just looks cool enough that it's going to drive you in there. Wow. It looks cool. It, like, it's pleasing to the eye in such yeah. a way. That I'm like, oh, man, I would like to patronize this place, but I would immediately be turned away. They'd be like, no, nerd, (laughs) please get out. You walk into the like boomer and you're like, what? No, (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah, uh, I could see that. Yeah. And even though I would wear my mask in, I would be like, oh, it's because of the gray hairs on my chin. And they're like, they could sense it. Prejudice. You know what? Their weed senses were tingling as I was walking in here. <laughs> we got a gray. We got a gray coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look to my right and there's like a gray alien that's in there. It's like, dude, this guy's a fucking narc pointing to me. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. I'm going to write that down. Write that down. I got it. Oh, you got it? I got it, man. I got a friend in you. Yes, you, you got do. A friend in me. We go with tootin', we go with scootin'. <laughs> I don't remember the rest of the the song well enough to keep going. I I, I think that was the basis for "Boot Scoot Boogie" by uh, uh, Brooks and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn. I almost said Travis Tritt, and I was like, nah. Sometimes they right. uh, they all sound kind of alike, and you're like, especially if you don't listen to that music, mm-hmm. yeah. you're like, I don't know, it's all Garth Brooks, I guess. Yeah. Every one of it's, every bit it's of either it. Garth Brooks or Reba McIntyre, <laughs> yeah. the two Oklahoma country artists that I know. If you're going to not like country and you're going to just describe every song to two people, those are really two good choices. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Two good, two furious. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let me update this, <clears throat> this starting time here. <laughs>
One second. There's sure. a, a a rogue wife appears. Uh huh. Hi. Get off your pawn, boy. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I kind of remember what you were saying. Uh, mm-hmm. some about the flapping. Still. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you're fine. All right, one more pause. Uh, mm-hmm. Amanda left her phone in here, so I have to go bring her her phone real quick. Okay. And then we can do Book of Boba Fett. Wait, did she text you from her phone that was sitting right there? Brent, I have to do something, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said... <laughs> uh, someone called her phone, and I realized it was next to me, and I was like, who was calling my phone? And I was like, wait, there were two phones there. So I just saw it, yeah. <laughs> you hit it with a bag of glass. <laughs> yeah. You keeping your butthole clean? <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> Clean as a whistle. Why don't you blow on it, bloke? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, you weren't fucking around. All right. It's you not watch just a lasso. <laughs> I've been stuck on Harry Potter again. <laughs> I thought you said Harry Butter. I always love my Harry Butter. <laughs> my cat gets up there and licks the butter. That was a different, way different voice. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I really no, took a totally different thing. Oh, what big coconuts you have. L-P-A-S. <laughs>